0: It's episode 127 and it's proudly sponsored by betfair don't bet harder bet smarter at betfair 11hq here we are and i'm alongside the perth racing guru terry layton g'day terry g'day bernard Hi. how are you I'm going well. It's a beautiful day in uh, Perth, Western Australia. It is. It? Have you noticed that my house is
1: 10 degrees colder than it is outside, though? It is a little bit chilly, yeah. Yeah, we've I been mean, just discussing heater shopping, the old gas heater.
0: What happened to the old gas one? Well, well, I'm it's big for it's it's been a... A... Oh, I love it. It's been a stalwart. Yeah, oh, I think it's been a stalwart
1: of my, yeah, my, my father, my grandfather, great grandfather. So I think that's the issue. I think Nicholas is a little bit concerned about the fact that we might get gas uh, inhalation and it might cause. Uh, a few issues. A few issues. So it, might, it might have been retired for now, but you, you never know. I've uh, gee, we saw Jared Noski come out of retirement last week, so I can't see why my gas
0: heater can't <laughs> never say never. I can't believe the gas heater's been put out to pastures mm. here at, at mm. headquarters. But anyway, we um, everything always everything changes. We move on. We exactly evolve. right. Um, last week we had. Uh, Nick Carapolotti made a big splash on Indeed. the one-one. Uh, what a character!
1: Yeah, Nick Carapolotti. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, he was uh, he was great. A very uh, very real human being. Very, very real chat, and uh, thoroughly enjoyed, uh, thoroughly enjoyed talking to Nick. Yeah. And, um, yeah, no, good like It's good. Big fan. Good. It's, Big it, fan. It,
0: the racing world is made up of of so many different people from so many different walks of life and different backgrounds and stuff. It's a broad church, as they say, the racing, and it's great to be able to, um, I guess, tap into like you know someone who's come from outside of Western Australia and um, has has lived a very colorful existence and now he's uh sort of forging his path as a as a thoroughbred trainer and uh trying to trying to um make a uh make a fist of it uh, in the in the industry which is which is fantastic and um that actually brings me forward to some interesting developments as far as the wa interest industry racing industry is concerned terry not sure if you are aware there was a story in the west australian yesterday about significant prize money increases and uh uh I guess investment in the uh, West Australian thoroughbred industry. Did you catch Stevie Butler's? No, article? I didn't actually. No, I don't know how I didn't. Um, so big. the headline is big bucks heading WA Racing's way. The WA Racing set for a cash. Uh, cash injection big time is, uh gambling goes bananas. I think some of that is um, all the result of the Perth Racing Guru mostly. W <laughs> 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 uh, Racing is set for a record $202 million spending spree as a result of continued growth of gambling during the global uh, COVID-19 pandemic. So a big um, announcement was made Uh, yesterday regarding significant investment from a prize money point of view in the thoroughbred, the harness, and the greyhound codes under the Rawa umbrella, which is fantastic. And I've heard a couple of whispers floating around that there is going to be some uh, and some major announcements regarding the Perth Racing Masters Series later in the year. So I don't know what the details are, but I'm tipping that there's going to be some prize money increases to the features. Good. Uh, uh, maybe even a bit of a tweaking of the programming, and uh, hopefully there's going to be some I don't know some carrots being dangled to ensure that our best WA horses stay here rather than um head over east to and uh, and tackle the um the riches over on the east coast but um looking forward to that i think it's going to be in the next week or two there's going to be some some information come out about what the the carnival is going to look forward to but it's time isn't it it's time we started spending it's time that we started growing the masters and um and i, and I guess because uh, we've been it's been pretty similar for a while now, and it's and it's time to shake things up. What do you think?
1: Yeah, very much so. Looking uh, – I think we discussed that in depth with uh, – With Lockie. With Lockie? Yeah. yeah.
0: You know Pete as well? Or it just Lo- no, it was it Lockie, was Lockie it? wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah,
1: Pete's very opinionated on the matter as yeah. well. Um, but, yeah, I think that was one of the major yeah. things we discussed. The, the right. one million is, isn't, isn't enough, and that's sort of what we discussed with Elite Street as well. You want to keep him at home, and you want to – and you want to do that, but uh, geez, jesus there's, there's got to be some of the some of the fillets being um offered, um, some of the prizes on offer over east We we just need to get a little bit closer for yeah. some for our, for our big dog race, you know. We,
0: and we just need a bit. What's of, the biggest we, race in Adelaide? We we worth, for bit, example, do you know? Uh, I would say that would be the Goodwood. Yeah, the Goodwood. I, yeah. I think. What's that worth? I'll check. I'll check. I'm going to put you on the Spotty, huh? Mm. Spotty? Where is Spotty? Um, <laughs> I'm gonna put you on the spot here. If you could if you could make one change for that period of time or one like announcement in regards to one of the races or, or what what would what would the big ticket item that would get you, do you think, Terry? Uh
1: Pocky's ladder ride without a vaccination. <laughs> <laughs> and that'd be my one. I, I really miss him. Um oh geez, you have put me on the spot here. What what would be my uh one major I don't know. I, I used to love Super Saturday, where it was all <laughs> jammed into the mm. to the one go. But I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm probably not as critical on it, or as so. I, I punt on and I, I do what's in front of me, rather mm. than look at what can be changed as much. Oh, I love the series. I look forward to it every year. Mm. Um, I, I look forward to that month, the month of November and early December when we when we have the features. Uh, but as you said, it does get a little bit. Uh, I don't know. It feels a little bit tedious by Kings and Town Day to some degree. But that's probably because I've. Tried to have three big weekends in a mm. row. My body's usually a bit jaded, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Mm.
0: I don't know. What, so what would answer, your, what would answer, your answer be? Answer your question before yep. the Goodwood's worth half a million, but I feel like they've got a. Is I've it? I've got. A, yeah, I feel like they've got a million dollars Yeah, the Sangster, maybe the Mayor's race. That might be worth a bit more, but my no. thing so is it's worth half the railway. Yeah, the Goodwood. Yeah. Well, the Adelaide Cup's no. only worth three hundred thousand. Yeah, I knew that, so. but that's out.
1: So, well, oh, all right. Yeah, I generally just don't pay any attention to racing in other states. Yeah, so, so the um, – oh, Are we asking too much then? No, I don't think so. I think I think the – Is racing in Western Australia bigger than racing in South Australia? Uh,
0: how would you in, – in what I regard? i got no idea, don't I? I've got no
1: idea what my barometers are to well, that question.
0: Well, I, I think it's just all, all relative to the – I guess the amount of um, – I guess the turnover and the, the amount of money that flows into the – the controlling body i.e., RawA and what they can what they can divvy up amongst the different codes but i would suggest that our our product is stronger and better but don't forget that adelaide uh does get people coming from victoria and new south wales it's a lot more accessible for the for those uh, east coast stables to send their horses to adelaide to compete especially for their feature races but Mm -hmm. um the my thing would be um I would like to see the Scahill Stakes become a feature of the carnival. I think that's a race that's withering on the vine where it is 1400 meter weight for age race. My thing would be to move it two weeks post Winterbottom bottom stakes. And then you could have the railway horses who don't go on to the um, Kingston Town. I think the, those horses come back to the fourteen. And then you get when is it at the moment? It's a week after the winter bottom, so it's too close. It's too too tight a turnaround. So um, if it was two weeks post winter bottom, three weeks yep. post railway, make it a million dollar race. And we I, usually I, get you still usually get um, last year. I think we had Stage Man and R- road Red Can Man. Yeah, and, so we, you've,
1: um, you still always get your stepping me. up and some coming down. There's yeah. always there's definitely. I think it's a Race every single year where there's uh, notable failures from horses that have sort of had their grand final run a well, uh, uh, one, but that's that's all part of that. But I that's think, all part I think of that Not many more. people are going to st- uh, aim at the Sky Hill when you because you are aiming at a well, railway. It's a, but it's only a two
0: hundred thousand dollar race. But yeah. if it was a million dollar race, it would become a, a race that people would target. It's weight for age. So it has the scope to be upgraded from a black type point of view, mm-hmm. and I think significant investment in that. Oh, race. So
1: yeah, that, that's probably the biggest yeah. thing. Is you're to maybe yeah increase it to a, a million buck race. It, it, it
0: could be the type of race that could become our fourth group one. And yeah. That would be. That then would you be-
1: also you might take a, the on the flip side, and to be the devil's advocate, there mm. is you're gonna those horses that progress to the Kingston Town. The Kingston Town at times can be a little bit of a query as well. We know going up to wait for age. Yeah. Um. A lot of those will be just saying? Well, definitely, I'm gonna. Skip the Kingston Town. The Kingston Town might be the um, and then as a uh, butterfly effect, that the Cox stakes would be absolutely knocked to the ground if people if horses haven't progressed to the Kingston Town. If less go to the Kingston Town because more targeting Sky Hill. So that's the only thing I'm just thinking as I go. Yeah, no, no that's but, the only but thing. But also,
0: if if the money was right and it was uh, the carrots were there, then we we would get more involvement from East Coast. Your your yeah. dolphins, your your Wallers, those big stables would. So we we'd only need to you know four or five of them in each in each of the races and then all of a sudden it creates it just creates a different buzz about the masters and yeah. also in a post not so much post covid but in a living with covid world mm. the movement of horses the movement of people will be far will be far less restricted this year so i think it's a good opportunity for us to showcase um big races worth a lot of money and then they can grow from there so looking forward to whatever whatever comes of that and hopefully um hopefully it's an announcement that can make waves nationally and we get we get some of those big stables and those big operations looking at the uh, masters later in the year
1: yeah 100
0: yeah so um anyway so we had our we had the provincial uh series final last saturday Prior to that, we had the Roma Cup. This Saturday, we've got the the Belmont sprint, the wait for age feature. So we've got plenty to sort through on this 10 race card. But first and foremost, Terry, Liam Peters, uh, grandson of Bob and Sandra Peters, of course, the, uh, you know, the uh, W Racing Royalty, Peters Investments. The, the Mongols. The, the Cerise and White Leviathan owners, as they like to uh, be called in the, uh, in the papers. But, um, yeah, let's have a chat to Liam. He's a fan of the 1-1 and, uh, yeah, wouldn't mind getting to know him a little bit better. What do you reckon? Let's do it. And it's an absolute pleasure to be welcoming Mr. Liam Peters to the 1-1. Liam, nice to meet you, mate. Nice to meet you guys. Thanks so much for having me on. Now uh, you've just landed back in West Australia yesterday after uh, a trip, after some time on the East Coast. Uh, what were you up to over there, Liam? Was um, was it in an official capacity uh, in the uh, in regards to the Peter's investment operation?
2: Uh, it wasn't too official, but I did. Uh, I was lucky enough to have a look around at Coolmore Stud and go over to Holbrook as well. Um, so all our brood mares, well not all, but most of our brood mares are over there, the ones that are served by most of the New South Wales stallions each year. So it was amazing to go over there and see everything because all I'd heard was things from mum and my grandparents obviously, but yeah, better than I could have ever described it over there.
0: That's a, that's uh fantastic Liam. So obviously uh for those who aren't aware Liam is the grandson of Bob and Sandra Peters the mighty Cerise and White Peters investments and um how old are you now Liam? Are you 2021? Uh 20 at the moment yes. Okay, very good. And, to be uh, 20 again. Yeah, unbelievable. So um so the racing bug has that uh has that well and truly uh bitten you and uh what can you what are your um what what has been your recent history involved in racing um has it just been an onlooker just been going along and supporting the family's horses or you have you have you had a hands-on role uh since you finished high school
2: uh so i finished high school a few years ago uh 2019 and since then i've definitely stepped up my involvement in the racing industry that bug really got me racing and breeding uh so but back then i was more just going to the races Uh, watching studying pedigrees and things like that Um, but nowadays uh, last few months really I've had a big involvement in the uh, tender sale that we ran a few months ago with about a dozen horses That has well it's gone on to be pretty successful I think that sale Dunbar's put in a few good runs uh Testing Love got a win and yeah very excited to see um how things go in the future because we do have another sale coming up in the next couple of weeks with some very nice horses in it.
1: So, Liam, um, let me know, at a family barbecue, have you have you thrown a thrown a few beers down uh, uh, to your uh, grandfather? I better get that right. Mm. I keep going to say uncle. To your grandfather, Bob, and and at a sort of a deep dive into the succession plan, He said, look, surely, surely it's time uh, I took over the operation, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs>
2: Well, fingers crossed that's what ends up happening, uh, no certainty of it yet, I'm just trying to prove myself basically, uh, yeah, so he does uh, ask me a couple of times, oh what's the breeding for that one, so oh. good, good to know that I...
0: Um, at least heard Bob, Bob's running his that's own the, mastermind. I risk. was gonna say that's the uh,
1: the ultimate, uh oh, yeah. the ultimate compliment, I'd say. Hey, so you just mentioned a couple of ones uh, from dispersal sales that have won recently, and um, they're going quite well. Testing love Dunbar were the two you mentioned. How does well, how, how does the clan feel, and Bob in particular? And let's be honest here, when uh, when one of them uh, salute or even go on to win some black type, I'm thinking of a Battle hero, BJ Mm. type of one, or there's several others. Talent show was sold, and I think for about eighteen thousand. I know for fact it was exactly eighteen thousand, and um, went on to win a Perth Cup. Uh, How does uh, how does grandfather Bob feel when when that occurs? Because I know if it was me, I would be filthy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's understandable to be filthy, but no, we we all love it. Actually, we love people having success with horses that we've sold them. It's. Amazing to see, and uh, yeah, we're hoping for much more of that to keep coming through future sales as well.
1: Good line, you've you've answered that very well. Whether (laughs) I believe you or not, I don't know, but uh, you've answered that. uh, You've you've towed the line. There is another
0: sale coming up in a couple of weeks. So, Mm. um, hey, Liam, um, growing up in, I guess, um, under the banner of such a such a famous. Uh, racing family was were you were you encouraged to participate in the game and come along to the races or did your did your mom and your your grandpa sort of um, let you do your own thing and find your own way into the game like has it been an organic thing or has it been something that you've always really had your heart set on
3: uh,
0: it's
2: been very organic really um, so growing up I unfortunately and am still allergic to horse Hair so that's improving slowly with them. <laughs> i spent with them, but so throughout my childhood, I didn't get as much time with the horses as I would have liked. But I'm happy that it's uh, it's the pathway that I want to pursue myself without any pushing towards it.
0: You no, know, well, don't worry about that. My dad was uh, allergic to horse hair, and he was a uh, he was a jockey for uh, 30 <laughs> odd years. It's so. actually a thing <laughs> yeah. allergic to horse hair. Wow, well, yeah, I've never heard that before. Yeah, so um, but no, it's it's just it's um it's great to to have you on the show and to to tap into that 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 racing and breeding world that that um, is so famous here in, in Western Australia and and now Australia wide. Like the this you know when I was um when I was growing up um the Cerise and White were very like colonial bred horses, old spices, they were all all bred basically in Western Australia. And then your grandpa sort of pivoted and started um, sending his mares to the shuttle stallions when, when they sort of came along and then grew from there. And now it's just a world renowned powerhouse, this operation where you've got basically the, some of the best bred horses in the land and and the and the results stack up al- alongside the huge bre- uh, breeding operations um international breeding operations it must be um such a thrill and so uh you must be so honored to be part of part of that setup
2: oh definitely it's amazing i couldn't for a better way into the industry i guess uh, like having all these amazing horses with their amazing pedigrees it's Crazy to watch, really. Um, uh, yeah, it's uh, going over and seeing the stallions like, so. You think Piero over east, and you just realise like these stallions aren't just over east. We are doing our best to bring their progeny back to WA and like push them out into the uh, West Australian breeding industry as well, especially through selling of fillies and mares and things like that as well.
1: Hey, Liam, we've seen uh, Bob and, and the Cerise and White, Bob and Sandra and the Cerise and White dominate WA Racing for a, a fair while now. Um, if, just with everything you're learning and the fact that Bob's leaning on you um, a little bit, are we thinking that there could be a little bit of a break from royalty? I'm thinking sort of a Prince Harry and Meghan Markle type situation, you know, with the uh, with the royal family, where they go and do their own thing. Are we are we gonna are we gonna see you chuck up some new colours and maybe yeah, uh, colours. rather than a succession plan, maybe a not a hostile takeover, just a, <laughs> just a challenge, <laughs> just Liam versus just grand grandson versus grandfather.
2: Yeah like it i I can say that would be good fun um if if it's a possibility then i definitely wouldn't rule it out
1: (laughs) oh that's that's the (laughs)
0: soundbite that's
1: That's the soundbite
0: that's the (laughs) soundbite so like you you're blessed to be part of a operation with so many good horses is there is there a race uh that stands out in your mind as your biggest thrill um being a part of the peters family and is there a horse that is your very favorite for for whatever reason that might be
3: Oh,
2: I'd say Midnight Blue is, is hmm. my favourite, him winning the Cup. Uh, well, Alana Williams would know a lot more about this. Uh, she knows that I've gotten along with uh, Big Bluey a lot the last few years. But uh, I'd say the race in particular would be Inspirational Girls Railway. Uh, I mean, William coming back out of isolation, hadn't got on a horse in a couple of weeks and then going on to win, what, my grandpa has always described as the hardest race in WA to win. That was just an amazing atmosphere being.
0: Was that was. – that, was yeah, The chanting. Yeah, was that mm. – um, Terry was very yeah. happy about well, the really result as well. I really – tell you what, last I was
1: doing a bit of form for the meeting we're about to uh, discuss – Liam and I, um, a few of the replays. I haven't seen many Pikey replays because he's been gone for a while now. Mm. But I, I did a few sort of historical ones, and um, I, I, I miss him. Do you, mm. do you miss? Do you miss the whiz, Liam? Do you miss him on in, in your colours?
3: Oh, of course,
2: I always do. Uh, he was just amazing to watch, getting digging in with hands and heels. I don't think many jockeys in WA uh, ride like he does or did throughout his time here. But it is amazing to see uh, Clint Johnson-Porter and Chris Parnham stepping up in his absence and showing what they've got to offer as well. What
1: about the other other old fella? Oh, Pat
2: Carberry. He's been in insane form. Yeah, Uh, wild. Well, speaking of, uh, he did win the Belmont Sprint a couple of years ago with Perfect Jewel. And Mm -hmm. I think that probably was the start of everything with him writing for us and Getting these nice big races for us, like the uh, those wins on Regal Power as well recently.
0: Yeah, and the in the Perth Cup on Midnight Blue, of course. So, Paddy yeah, exactly. Paddy hasn't made many blues. King, in the Kingston Serenity Town, White.
1: Kingston Town on the second stringer. Yeah,
0: yeah. unbelievable. Um, so, Liam, what what are some of the things that you would like to do, or some of the people you would like to learn from, if that's an option for you before you get you know really engulfed in the Peters investments operation did you want to spend some time over east internationally what are some of the what are some of the things that you that you have on your wish list that you'd like to tick off as far as uh, thoroughbred racing and breeding is concerned
2: uh, i would definitely love to spend some time over east uh but going over and seeing like, all the operations over there and the high class animals and the way that all the staff run everything it's just like clockwork it's amazing and it's, uh, it's really a testament to how much effort is put into this industry and how much people love these horses. So, yeah, I would definitely love to go over there and get some more experience there. Um, but as always, I'm sure you'd expect me to say this, um, I'm learning off Grandpa's the most amazing thing ever. He doesn't get talking too much, but when he does get talking, he can learn a few things. It's great. <laughs>
0: I reckon you'd learn more than, <laughs> more than a few things. Um, yeah, I think there'd be a lot of people who wouldn't mind your grandpa's ear, that's for sure. Hey, um, so when it comes to the racing side of things, with, you know, the I guess the the changing of the guard from Grant and Alana Williams to, you know, a, um, I, I suppose Adam Durant now, Michael Grantham um, so, uh, sort of, taking on a share of the horses. And of course, a lot of the very, very best recent and White Horses are now with Danny O'Brien in, um, in Victoria. Uh, how, do, how, does, how are the decisions made about what horses go where? Um, what horses, I, I imagine, Treasured Stars staying in Western Australia rather than going over to Danny O'Brien? And, and what are your, I guess, what is your grandpa's and yours, um, uh, I guess, involvement when it comes to programming and placement of horses?
2: Uh, So I can't take much credit with that. Uh, He does basically all of that, but uh, I'd love to be more involved with it. Mm. But I know that uh, sending those horses, however many, almost a dozen, over with Danny O'Brien at the moment, um, it was just an easy decision uh, because Danny, with his facilities down where he's located, he trains in a similar way to George Hanlon, and that's what Grandpa absolutely loved uh, a couple of decades ago. and. I think he's very happy with uh, how they're going over there. And then um, with the trainers over here, uh, I think most of them will be going to Adam to start off their careers. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they a, need a change of scenery, something like that, they may be moved to uh, Mickey Grantham. They may be moved to uh, Jared Nosky even. Yep. He's had a couple of our uh, horses like Western Knight. Um, and yeah, I, I think that, uh, with Mickey Grantham, we send a lot more stayers rather than sprinters to him. He seems to do really well with those middle-distance horses to stayers. Although he is uh, a very live chance with Captain Chaos this weekend.
0: Yes, yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, so it, and it was great to... Well, not many people know this, but I'd been talking to Mickey for a few months before he started training for us, trying to get... Um, that whole arrangement set up trying to sort of fit the puzzle pieces together at the right time and he's done an amazing job for us so far and he's an absolute legend and it's great that uh, we're having some success with him
0: yeah he's yeah he's just a character he's a character and he's obviously very good at what he does um and the results are really starting to to flow now um Lots of people want to know. You've got all your stars are over with Danny, Bryan, which we, Danny O'Brien, which we just mentioned. Um, any? Can you provide us any sort of updates on how some of those horses are looking and, and what what sort of races will they be targeting this spring? It's going to be a very exciting time for for you guys. Um, I suppose you have got Superstorm again, who's just who's just a you know Roll Gold Group One performer now. Uh, showmanship. Um, he raced at Warnable. Do we know what's happening with him? Inspirational Girl and a few of the others. He's Midnight Blue over there as well?
2: Yeah, Bluey's over there now. Um, so with uh, showmanship specifically, he's just gone out to the paddock for a few weeks and then he'll be uh, tuned up, ready for a spring campaign. Not 100% sure what his uh, race targets will be. It will probably just depend on how he progresses for his first couple starts in his campaign. Uh, and... We've also got um, Western Empire over there and Reagan Power at the moment. Uh, I'd say that, well, I would hope Western Empire would be targeting Cox Plate, maybe even Caulfield Cup if he can stretch out to the 2400 again, like he did in the Derby uh, as a three-year-old. Uh, yeah. And also I'd say uh, Superstorm, he's he's just loving life at the moment. Uh, still just in his uh, last stages of recovery from a um, bone chip surgery that happened a fair while ago uh, but he, he couldn't feel better at the moment so I'm very excited to see what he can do as he goes on
0: I'm just just jumped onto racing.com while I'm talking to you and Danny O'Brien so these are the series and white horses he's got can you just let us know whether this is uh, accurate or not so showmanship yes yep uh, inspirational girl yep. Then we scroll down. We've got Midnight Blue. Yep. Yeah. Real Charisma. Yep. Yeah. Regal Power. Yep. Yeah. Graceful Girl. Yep. Yeah. Stage Man. Yep. Yeah. Western Empire. Yep. Yeah. Superstorm. Yep. Yeah. Devoted Star and Tuscan Queen. Yes. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So there's a couple of horses there that. Um, slipped my mind. Of course, the Winterbottom Stakes win a graceful girl. what? Uh, how's she going and uh, when will we likely see her in action?
2: Uh, I'm not actually too sure about her. I haven't heard much about her, but I think no news is probably good news. Yeah. So, I'd on track um, to be coming back into work very soon and then ready to take on some big sprint races. Uh, same thing with stage man, same case, yeah.
0: Yeah, and of course, um, Tuscan Queen, who uh, obviously got cut down with some um, pretty serious injuries post her WATC Oaks and WATC Derby victories. Um, And like you guys have a lot of success, uh, well earned, hard earned success. And this, your grandpa's breeding operation has been, I don't know, 30, 40 years in the making, roughly, um, to get to this point. But it has been, you know, midly. It has been a rough, rough period of time for you guys with horses um, going amiss. Um, obviously, the passing of of truly great um, incidents like the, you know, when you your horses got impacted in that um, float crash recently. Um, what's you know, like it's the industry sees all the successes, but the, you know, the Peters Investment uh, brand has been impacted significantly um, through these losses recently. What, how do you, how does the the team handle the the good with the bad?
2: Yeah, I guess you can't have all good. Um, be too easy if we did. So, well, if anyone did really, so yeah, it's really unfortunate what happened, especially in that, um, the truck crash and it's amazing what, um, Uh, the driver for Ramsey's did like putting himself at risk to get even just those three horses that survived off the truck that's made a world of a difference Uh, I'm not sure if you guys would have seen on social media but um, my mum and sister have taken a particular liking to Midnight Blue's full brother who was in that crash he was probably the worst affected Uh, and he's grown great he's like he's pretty full of himself. He knows he's a dude, so there's uh, there are bright sides to things like that. But it is very sad losing yeah. mayors like real love and delicacy as well. And
0: yeah,
2: uh, I still remember getting the call about truly great. Yeah. Uh, I think it was, it was election day um, last year. Uh, I think state election, and um, yeah, I think Mum and I were in the car, and uh, Grandpa told us what had happened, and. We just both didn't really have any words to say. It was quite sad. but yeah, it, yeah. It's still great that we have his full siblings, a uh, couple of nice fillies that can continue on his nice pedigree and family for us.
0: Yeah, the ups and downs of racing, the, it's just the, the great leveller, um, this game. What well, Last thing, mate, what um, – what horses from a WA persuasion um, that you, that Peter's Investments have locally, are you most excited for heading into the, the the rest of 2022? Obviously, we saw devoted step out for for Michael Grantham and he's, um, I think he's favourite Terry, is he? For the uh, all in Belmont Guineas market at the moment, I think perhaps. Uh, another one, son, would be yep. tough top, yep. So are there any, and obviously treasured star, the WA Guineas winner, which we haven't, haven't seen, since um can you give the listeners any anything that we need to be keeping an eye out for any any horses excite you moving forward
3: uh
2: well as you said with devoted he's absolutely insane he's a beautiful horse and he just keeps getting better and better with each start by the look of him he he almost looks similar to real love he's not the tallest of horses but gee there's a lot of him um but uh, there's another one from the michael grantham yard that Still hasn't been able to show her full potential yet, and that's frigid, the frosted mare.
0: Uh-huh. So I think
2: she's what I'm most excited to see step out onto the track consistently this year.
0: Very good. Now, Liam, what's your WA racing trivia like? Do you do you fancy yourself as a potential mastermind?
2: Or well, I listen to the show and I get a few questions right and think, <laughs> oh, this. So easy, but going on it, I feel like it's going to be a whole different ball game.
0: <laughs> uh, get it back. Get it back yourself. Back yourself. It's hundred percent. Well, Liam, we're going to. Uh, if you can stick around for us for a moment, we're going to. Uh, we're going to see if you can interrupt the winning streak of uh, Timmy Gears. So, if you're up for it, if you just, we'll just pop you on hold, and uh, we'll get this mastermind uh, up and running. You keen to have a go? Yep, definitely. Good man. Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and Preview Belmont Sprint Day. BJ Ryan and Terry Layton, we are teaming up to record episode 127 of the 1-1. This is your West Australian Racing Podcast. It is 10 to, 10 to 12 on Thursday, the 26th of May. We've got a Northern meeting today, Belmont Saturday, and the grand opening of the broom season. Terry, mm. this Saturday as well. And then we're off to the Goldfields on, uh, on Sunday for a Kalgoorlie meeting. Broom. Tell you what, broom. Um, do, do you play? Do you play broom? No, it's
1: one track. I actually really don't. Yeah. Um, I'll do some some brief stuff. I do Carnarvon, but I don't do broom. Funnily enough, but uh, I will. I'll watch replays, pay attention, and sort of time a bet or two throughout the season where I feel um, there's the opportunity. But uh, no, I did a little squiz through the fields and with Harrow and. And Danny taking up big teams—they look really, really cool, little exciting fields. So who knows who will handle the dirt? And you got to speculate and guess. And but yeah, for those, I really do think if you're looking like if you're a punter that's looking just for a real niche market, like mm. I, I just think if if someone just did Carnarvon, just did broom, or just did dirt, like just—it's so niche—and you learn about uh, kickback and horses that are affected by kickback. You can be beaten by 25 lengths, but it's because of the kickback. You could have been going really, really good, mm. and to forgive one that's beaten by 25 lengths means you're Going to get a price next start, like well, it's just a gr- I just think Scotty it would be Emory's the greatest thing, yeah. He is, yeah, yeah, he 100% is. I just think it's the greatest thing to punt on. But, um, I've got to know over the, it's taken me several seasons, but I've got to know the sort the of trainers and, and the jockeys and the track at Carnarvon and all those bits and the horses, most importantly. And that's yeah. sort of how I think I'm able to bet on Carnarvon with by just spending a couple of hours a week. I think, broom, if I started paying attention now, I might be good in three seasons yeah. time to have yeah. a, have a okay, good dip. Yeah. But you also just wait for the right horses, and we see Danny's taken a bunch up. Well, we've got one up there with him, Brad and I, and Adam McGraw, a little sharing advocator, and uh, then you've got horses like Buddley Lad and stuff, and you go, well, that's probably one we want to follow up there. Mm. In, in my mind, a horse getting to the front, and, and so is Advocator, in all mm. fairness, like getting to the front, rolling along on the dirt, that's that's what you want. But maybe Buddley Lad's a horse you might want to wait to start or two for. Perhaps it won't find the lead. There might be a race with too much speed in. Like it's, it's speed maps are everything on the dirt as well. It's interesting to to that – um,
0: so. Harrow's going up there himself with his team. Mm. So he's having a a uh, he's chasing the sun We're, uh, for a winter sojourn in, uh, <laughs> in Broom. Yeah. So uh, I, I take it that um the he's got the Tony Triscari looking after the team here while he's up in Broome. but um I reckon it's going to become I'm thinking it's going to become more popular with Mortons have their team their team's mm. grown from uh so luke morton danny's son's up there he's got a nine horse team i think last year was only four or five something like that harrison's up this Casey's year cases are taking some nice yeah, horses cases. charlton Eddy looks Nettie pretty Nettie pretty stiff at the weights what pitch, did you think pitched in at the ratings mm. um yeah I, for those
1: playing at home have a look at charlton eddie's rating and then look at the same race a horse like desert thorn <laughs> desert thorn's got two kilos more if desert thorn came to the city and charlton eddie came to the city and raced each other i'm pretty sure that Desert Thorn would have six and a half less, but it carries more weight in Broome than yeah. Charlton Eddy. It's quite amazing, actually, to see it lobbed into a 70-plus and go around with 60 kilos in.
0: Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting setup. I, I I disagree completely with that country rating for Charlton Eddy, um, but I'm sure the handicap is ta- – there must be a line through another runner that he's taken to come up with that. However, my thing is a horse like Star Trade – comes um to town last week with a country rating of 92 its metro conversion was 77 so 15 so if 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 charlton eddie and star trade ran against each other at belmont last saturday they would have had had the same weight if star trade then went to broom this saturday there'd be four and a half kilos between them um just nine sense. ratings points which sort of makes it a bit a bit hard for me to wrap my head around but um I'd, I'd have to chat to the handicapper to to sort of get a I'd give him the benefit of the doubt to to, to explain the methodology to me, but mm. in my mind, using that sort of kind of basic calculation and mar- marrying up two horses, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. But you do have Advocator in uh, uh, this day, Terry. Good luck. Yeah, um, no. you got a couple of runners in this weekend.
1: Yeah, we just got the the jewel the dual day, yeah, the dual day runners. Yeah, there's a, We'll get to those. We'll get to the the superstars going around later. Yeah, we're gonna we'll get to them.
0: We're gonna get to them. Okay um but yes it's always good to have the broom season up and running and um in in so this Saturday we get to uh get to play both Belmont and broom if we're uh we're having a bet so look, very much looking forward <laughs> if to that. A if, if, <laughs> if <laughs>
1: just just on the off chance <laughs> you every decide a <laughs> flutter
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, um mate. over to you
1: Uh, Don't forget, BJ, to stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Market City meets Get Out Stakes competition. And uh, as you mentioned before, uh, we have Liam Peters on the show taking on Timmy Gears, who's going for win number three Mm. in the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind competition. So stay tuned for that. and. Let's cheer for the very smart Timmy, <laughs> eh? I do love what one thing I do love about Timmy coming on. Well, I like a lot of things about Timmy coming on, I should say. But one thing I, I really do love is I, I do love some a little bit of arrogance. And I love I love Timmy's arrogance uh, in that sense. So while I sort of outwardly cheer for him to lose, I actually quite enjoy when he does get the jockey, So
0: he's doing a good job. It's, yeah, shooting for a three paint is Timmy G. So Bet Fair Edge on tomorrow. Yep. Uh has how's it been going? Did you have a guest on last week? Uh, who do we have on last week? We did. Uh, oh, last week we, it was a bit of a Finnish
1: meeting. So yeah. we got um, Tommy and Pete Antonitz. We had a big chat to Pete about his um, sort of history in the game and it was, uh, yeah, quite, uh, quite interesting. I mentioned one thing to Miles about Pete wearing a jacket that made him look like The Undertaker with his long hair. And um, so then he they get out the old, Dung, you know, the <laughs> theme song for when he enters the ring. And, geez, and that's all that we spoke about basically the whole time it was, it was The Undertaker <laughs> and wrestling.
0: It was a bit of a thin meeting, though. So I can, it was a I can a thin understand meeting. how you uh, sort of drifted off into yeah, other
1: areas. Good to have a chat with him. And, and Tommy as well who always likes to come Tommy, on. And, Tommy Johnson. Tommy yeah. J, yeah, one of our mates who likes to throw out a few roughies, which we, uh, which we always love. But, um, yeah, this week we'll uh, mix it up get someone on one of the participants okay I'll leave it to them
0: fair enough so let's get rolling eh? the uh, Belmont sprint day Belmont Park on Saturday the 28th of May you gonna get the footy after
1: Uh, no I haven't uh, usually get off of the tickets. I haven't even mean, got the message this week. I don't think there's too many people rushing for them. But uh geez, on, paper, it, on paper, on paper, this would believe. be the on Why paper, not? this would be the type of game that um you'd you'd have some confidence we can run a race in. Um really if we're gonna ever turn it around, but we're just playing we're playing without any mongrel at the moment, mm. BJ. We're playing it's it's concerning. It's two footy clubs at the moment that are in absolute strife, aren't they?
0: Yeah. yeah. I'll tell
1: you what yeah, north, north and North uh, and West us, Coast. yeah. yeah. Uh, I, do, I do hold a $41 ticket for West Coast Eagles
0: Spoon, so to be honest, we've already shut the beds. I'm, <laughs>
1: hoping, I'm hoping North can find can find a couple of wins well, and this we finish dead last This minute. is where
0: I'm at with my West Coast Eagles. I'm already scouting the uh, the best players in the under-17s, under-18s. Ah, so, good. so I can work out who we're going to target. In, in, your, in, your,
1: in your part-time role as a West Coast <laughs> Eagles
0: scout, that's good. That's all I've got to look forward to, Terry. So the, the draft later in the year. So um, It but, can be enjoyable it's, to
1: yeah. cheer home the little wins but we're just not having enough of them at the moment so. little wins yeah back yeah. in the
0: season hopefully we can start building and we get a bit more positivity heading towards the, um 2023 but oh, we want to pack out the last game of the
1: year that we play at home as well because we'll probably be saying goodbye to a couple of champions i'd suggest yeah, as well so yeah, that will be true. that'll be a game i definitely want to get to
0: i'm i'm taking my daughter isabel to the races on saturday yep uh she might
1: be a chance of riding red can man yeah, <laughs> so. sean doesn't uh so Isabel and I Improved. are going
0: to be going to the races and then we'll be heading across to the uh, oh, Eagles wonderful. Nest. So make a day of it, looking forward to that. But um, before we do so, there's plenty of racing to sort through. So let's get rolling. The As I said, the rail is out of the nine metre position. Terry's got a few thoughts on how the track's playing at the moment. The, uh, it's gonna be 21 degrees apparently on uh, this Saturday, mostly sunny, we had a heap of rain earlier or last weekend and earlier this week, but it's, um it's fined up the last couple of days and it's fine heading into Saturday. So uh, what was the track yesterday? Did it end up cu- becoming a good four or was it still a soft five? I think it was. A, I think it started soft six, got yeah. to soft
1: five. I, I allowed for a soft five good four. Like yeah. the, the way it drained, I think it was last Tuesday the Tuesday before. Like people are saying, oh, we're going to see a heavy. I said, geez, we got an absolute bucket load on the Tuesday and it was a good four on the, the Wednesday. The times, um, there was no rain after 9 or 10, no real rain after yeah. 9 or 10 a.m. Tuesday morning. So you had a day and a half of, of sunshine and strongish wind. So, um, yeah, the track's draining really well and you don't need to worry about that. Unless you're getting the rain on the day or the night before, it's – yeah, I don't think we're going to see too many. Um, well, we will when we get that type of rain, but it's draining very well, as good as the ever. raw. It's just the shit the raw
0: times I uh, that came through from last Saturday's meeting meant that the track was pretty much good three. Yeah, because the, they
1: didn't irrigate it. Yeah, that was just it was, it a was, lot of people are very upset
3: about it was, that. And it so was, they should it was be was that good
0: three. I mean, Star Trade were ran tenth, beaten six and a half lengths, I think. Uh, yeah, it's run home in you know the. I think it was the fourth, 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 fourth last quickest, yeah yeah and, it was and it was just impossible but the the leaders kept rolling so it was searching rocks um who else was up on top of the speed? There was uh, Rock and Ori was just parked behind them, but it was it was all the. NBA I just you couldn't make ground wide. Could, it yeah. was
1: just it was just crap. So it was, those, it was just the type of stuff
0: we don't want. To, we don't want to be seeing at Belmont.
1: Like we just we just started a new season. The first meeting was really fair. Got really excited. I love a fair meeting. I just mm. feel it's just just the easiest thing and the not easiest thing. I just I just it's just you feel so much you feel confident punting on it. Like you just. Geez, I think it's very hard to lose on a fair track, to be honest with you. And then you get these decks. Like yesterday, the Wednesday meeting yesterday was just that was horrible. Like that was really bad. So, like, so we saw.
0: I, I haven't had a good look at the results. like from, what, can you tell us what you see that that from? Right, race, race one. A pattern
1: first, first of all, race one. You, you're looking at three horses in the market. Mister Cover, dollar fifty. Uh, Grey Mistress, arts, uh, Art Series, Final Series, both yeah. about 6 bucks. Final Series leads. Um, tactically, I thought that was very smart as well by them. Um, Mister- I didn't have a bet in this race either, so I- I'm purely watching this for pattern. And Miss uh, Dracova and Grey Mistress both settle <laughs> midfield or worse and-, and get wide. I think the tactics were right and Final Series is winning the race either way, but the way that Final Series kicked and those two just floundered down the middle, you know. just They hit the line okay, but they both floundered. And Marty Allen's horse, Trubinsky, who went around 50, 60, 70 to one was on the rail. Kicked actually, yeah, and held out Mr. Co. And straight away you've gone, well, that rail's good. That mm-hmm. rail's great. You've you've then seen Dark Lass a few starts like a few races later, sort of get checked, then go back to the fence. We know Dark Lass is so, so, but it's picked up real nicely on that fence. Straight away, big money, Arnie's boy barrier two without Reg Barrier One. And the money's right. And it's that's where you had to be. Horses like what else later in the day? Rule Lee, Drew wide, found it hard to win. Um, the only horse that did win. One of the horses did win coming rearward. Because that doesn't yeah. mean you can't win. That's the thing people go, oh, but that one from last. It's like, well, the two leaders were Black Spirit and Lady Tornado, I think. Mm. They're, they're gone. They're gone that far out. They're stopping on Category Three, who should have won the race. Um, who won? Category Three. And. <laughs> And, and they're, they're stopping and then next thing in the race is just- That's that's how that race unfolded. And it had to unfold. If if, if it's a more fair track, mm. War Gem probably wins by three. Mm. Like War Gem won by a half length or what? No, War Gem probably wins by several lengths. It's just- yeah, it, it's just, it's hard to when you've got a track like about. When
0: you've got a track like that, occasionally the shape of the race can change the pattern of the race. It can do, However, yeah, exactly if, right. if, the, if the jockeys on the leaders are switched on to how the track is planned, then they'll ride their horses accordingly. Yeah, like, you exactly. Know, you've seen that Arnie's Boy race yesterday, like that race was all over at the 600, yep. do you know what I mean? so-
1: And without Reg probably would have found it difficult because it was on the back of Spirit and Fire, who's mm. a notorious stopper, but mm. um, it laid out. Mm. So it got that rails run. Otherwise that's where you get that opportunity. So you will get the. The overcorrection later in the day, and you've got to, yeah, it's hard because you allow for that in a certain way, and, and then you get the overcorrection. It's it's difficult, but um, yeah, it's just it just makes it hard to want to if you want to back one that's rearward. no you always need a good um, suitable speed map when you're backing one rearward, but you might need it coming back to the fence looking for Larkin and going for that type of run. I don't know. It's well, just I just I just I I loved what I saw at the first Belmont meeting. It was a really nice fair deck. Um, they all had their chance. And the the three meetings since at the 6, uh, 12 and 15 metre pads, it's all been better on speed or closer to the rail, far yeah. better. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know why that is, but mm. it's occurring. And it, there's the wind's been different. The rail's been different, as I just said. There's been a lot of reasons why that shouldn't have been the same for all three, but it has been, so. no. Uh-huh. Anyway, who knows what we're going to see. And again, I I think they'll be, last week should have been a good three, as you said, probably. There'll be an overcorrection, potentially. So we've had a lot of rain during the week, not much now. I reckon there'll be a bit of an overwater. They might, who knows? That's the thing, and there there is the overcorrection. So um, it's just, unless you think you're grabbing real big overs pre-meeting, it is the type of one, like yesterday, Horses like Arnie's going with that Reg, even though they're backed, you probably should just about follow that money and go yeah. with it. Not follow the money, but just, just look for horses that are going to be settling in those type of positions. Because that, instead of trying to be stubborn and sticking with your pre-meeting plans or not, you have to be bold and sort of well, what, sack that. Even the, though you might have tipped flux. one or you might have been keen, what was the flux in the Arnie's was. Well, you said you you, you had something on top tote and you know, ended yeah. five bucks. You thought yeah. you were going to get ten. Well, it was, uh, without not, Reg was seventy when I backed. Reg was seven to four. Yeah. Arnie's was. Ten double but, but, figures, but I reckon, but the, to, but the flip to side four
0: of that, five. flipside that was Ruley was out the gate, wasn't it? And Ruley's out the gate, yeah, yeah and,
1: and was never in the race. Yeah. So, yeah, it's um, yeah, very, very interesting stuff. But if you can. Yeah, if you've got a way to predict a track pattern i've been saying this for years pre-meeting you'd be a very rich man or woman I'll tell
0: you what all right let's go race one 11 24 a.m early start because the footy's on across the road it's mm. the morley growers market plate uh, over 1200 meters and top of the pops is shooting for four straight but does have to contend with 59.5 kgs and is likely going to settle uh, a touch worse than midfield. Interesting little races with a couple of horse, couple of horses with race experience resuming, um, coming off some really smart trials, um, and I don't don't mind a couple of these first starters as well. So I think this, even though top of the pops is the overwhelming uh, favourite and controls the market, I I'm expecting this to develop into quite a. Nice little form race moving forward. So, Terry, did you get, get a chance to look at the, the race for the babies on Saturday?
1: Yeah, I did. I, went, I wanted to do this race because I knew I wanted to probably take on top of the pops. Very impressive win, but as we sort of said before, Mr. Cover hasn't necessarily completely franked that mid-week. Um, excuses with the track, but still potentially a little bit weak. It's, it's hard to know. Um, but, look, you're 1,400 down to 1,200. You're looking for four in a row as a two-year-old. First trial was in early March. A uh, lot of trust in Danny, but... Um, Look, it's going to probably go back, and it's going to be close to last, I reckon. You're down in trip. You're carrying the big weight. You've got some really nice trials, as BJ said. With, I've got to maybe have two behind it at best, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I'm going to look to take it on. It can beat me at $1.80. That's fine. Um, vampy at play. Interesting. Stevie Parnum. he's been um, – I think he had a setback with his mm. collarbone, but they interviewed him, and he said he was really looking forward to riding Vampy at play. So a uh, good little push there, I thought, on its own. Just a little one. But um, Yeah, so I think-
0: Stevie's, uh, Stevie's had a – injured collarbone broken collarbone yeah and, and he's had some healed. complications yeah right yeah.
1: yeah it's disappointing especially at the moment where we're a bit short of um hoops and top line hoops it's well, a, all it's the a,
0: best in your recovery stevie yep. yeah we're running the show hmm
1: um, but, yeah, he would have been on Vampire Play, but he's, uh, I guess his loss is his brother's um, gain. Uh, Vampire Play, I think, can land just off him. Trials around left the building, street parade, snow dome. First prep were good. Um, sat deep on debut behind Rev Up. Beat home, costume party. Costume party yeah. Just a really nice run. I think S- Same Torio
0: maybe?
1: Yeah, I record? think it maps nicely. Uh, it's hard to get a line through a lot of these, but, uh, look, I always like race experience, like the trial. The 1,200 metres should suit. Um, five and a half kilos on top of the pops, fresher in its campaign. I'm happy to speculate. I've marked them both equal favourites. Um, funny with the rock and tails trials. Funny because you yeah. just—it's so obvious that you said hide this one, hide this one, Sean. Yeah. Just shouldn't have trialled it. Just, just get it right in the deck, you know, because the trial is the reason it's eight bucks and not twenty because it was so obviously well, hidden. Was, so Brad's five Yeah, Brad loves a hidden trial. <laughs> he's a sucker. he will admit it. himself. So he's a sucker for a hidden trial. So no, you could see that and good on him. Upper limits was great.
0: No, that's that's the horse that I would talk about upper limits. Um I backed both Upper Limits and vampire at play on their respective debuts. Mm-hmm. Uh I thought Upper Limits Pike was on three or four wide line, just couldn't get co- couldn't quite get over the top of the horse's pierce. Galaxy like, affair. affair. Uh um, the only thing I'll say about that is that was the exact spot
1: you needed to be to win that horse race. Yeah, yeah. You were you were the back of the horse it was four deep, no cover. Um
0: But, yeah, hard trial to miss. It was another very nice one. And also, just for the punters out there, Jeremy Esau has been around racing for a long, long time. He used to work for Colin Webster. He's been over in Melbourne. Um, He trained in his own right uh, prior to going here to Melbourne. I'm pretty sure, don't quote me, Jeremy, apologies if I get this wrong, that he worked for Peter Moody while he was over there. Um, Been back in Western Australia a while, has always maintained his trainer's licence, but I'm pretty sure he's involved uh, uh, out at Grant Williams' Property as well. He's a he's a staff member there. Um, so yeah, no surprise to see that Jeremy Soap's team going really well, learning uh, uh, learning off some of the best in the business over a long period of time. So Paddy Carberry takes the ride. Sock uh, coming off a really soft trial win. Uh, got a nice pedigree. This horse as well. I actually marked upper limit second favourite behind top of the pops. So oh, did you? Yeah. What, what was your pricing? I was five dollars upper oh, limits. I thought yeah. you'd be a vampire at playman. Uh, vampy play next best. Not much between them, but just the way that upper limit is currently $8 and Vampy at play $4.20. $4.20 Up, is it? Yeah, upper limits oh, is the... Uh, uh, sorry, I'm just going off uh, Brad Betts' yep. prices. No, it's the same. You're right. Um, it's even shorter. So, upper limits for me looks, looks the value runner is going to get the gun from two. Paddy Pike on board can't do much wrong at the moment. So, um, as much as I think top of the pops is... Uh, is um you gotta take them on at those prices when there's things going wrong when there's things that look
1: issues on paper you gotta take them on and this 14 is back one. to
0: 12 as well so if he can if he can notch up a win 59 and a half with Map and weight in a harder this race. This is a really, really good horse. Yep. Uh, upper limits for mine at the $8 ring, that's a bit. All right, I'll go Vampy at last. i am fifty
1: upper limits, but uh, pretty loose marking with the two year olds. I wouldn't take too much notice of mine. All right,
0: race two. The uh, This is a three odd race for over the mile, and it's called the Glenroy Chaff. Handicap. 56 plus, that's low, isn't it? It is low. You so- see Mojo Rhythm carrying the
1: 60, that's bloody. A bit, a bit harsh, but that's uh, that's how the cookie crumbles. There's no top liners in this, but there is probably two top liners. So So they haven't got there yet. They're
0: effectively carrying three kilos more than Mm they what they should under the normal scale. So, um, some nice horses going around here, Terry, Um, Velvet Queen. Ooh. Velvet Queen and Zeph- Zeph- Zephira uh, cross swords again. Zephira outside leader, last start. Velvet Queen, three wide and last. Velvet Queen pulls the margin back to just shy of a length or just less than a length on the line running the best splits of the day. The barriers change things here, don't they? So it looks like Velvet Queen's going to probably land leaders back. Do you have Zephira leading?
1: Probably, yeah. 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 There's always a chance that – Magic Whistle or something, they try and mix it up with Tiff's Lad with Harvey on, uh, in-in-form, aggressive Mm. Harvey. There's a chance that they could mix it up with something. So I didn't try to worry about it too much. The the top two in this market just have panels and panels and panels on the rest. Mojo Rhythm's a clear third, and then sort of Tiff's Dash. Passion Prince is no horse whatsoever. Um, I'd probably encourage if you, I really like the Velvet Queen. I think it'll win, but Mm -hmm. two bucks, I think. I'm 210. I thought that was pretty aggressive marking, as is with Zafira, three bucks. Um, But yeah, if you're looking, if, if you don't get the price, Velvet Queen, I don't think it will. I wouldn't be afraid to play a big exacter Velvet Queen, fear or a big um, quartet, perhaps, and don't have Passion Prince or Magic Whistle at all in your third and fourth numbers. That's how I might be attacking it. Sort of the Velvet Queen to win, Zafira to run second. Mojo Rhythm, Tiff Slad, and Dash of Brandy, box them for third and fourth. That'll cost you six bucks, I think, for a full div, and hopefully you can. Get twenty-five to one. Get four, four to one your money. Five to one your money. Something like that. But I'm hoping the velvet. I'm hoping there's Zafira support, and I see mm. two dollars forty Velvet Queen. Um, That'll get, get you two fifty above would easily be my best of the day. Yeah, the Velvet Queen. I expect her just to win. Um, but I, I have a lot of respect for Zafira, so if I don't get my price, that's fine.
0: Yeah, uh, there was so zafira has gone back on debut and sort of come around them and stormed down the middle of the Ascot straight midweek and won, and then Patty's Patty and A have um, opted to roll forward, sit outside leader. Last start showed that bit of versatility and it was a very slowly run race. It wasn't as if she was out of her comfort zone outside leader. Tough either. day
1: for horses without cover, which yep. is probably another thing in her favour.
0: Yeah, but they did they did go slow and sort of sprint home. But um, interesting in that race, wasn't it? All, all the Velvet Queen really needed was the, the Brad Rewilla on one of the My, was My Dilemma, I think it was. Mm. He was leading up the three wide line and just sort of, just needed to improve into the race and and sort of slingshot the Velvet Queen into it, but he held his spot rather than sort of march forward three wide, and that just left the Velvet Queen with far too much work to do later. I reckon it was
1: another. I reckon Zafira held it really well. Still, yeah. I still felt on the lines Zafira was just just super strong. Um, it was it was a really nice win. It was a really 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 nice win. If these two don't win, I'll just be give it up. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I think one of the big things for me, the universal uh, – universal, the Velvet Queen is that this is its third prep. You're mm. up to a mile. It's just a bit more professional now at this, at this stage of proceedings. Yeah. Um, yeah i feel like with the velvet queen as well i've never really dove in at all these short prices mm. it's gone down at so i've still got my little free whack at it to some degree i think i was saying that to you about friday night which goes around shortly bj <laughs> um, but uh yeah look it's the velvet queen for me i'm not backing against it but i'd loved i'd love to get 250 but that might be ambitious okay
0: yeah velvet queen for me as well um, i unlike you do not have any Credits in the bank when it comes to uh, free hits at Velvet Queen. So, but two fifty would uh, would be absolutely um, delightful if we can somehow manage that, Terry. But uh, Velvet Queen just to get the better of. I don't. I don't doubt Zep, uh, Very smart horse on the rise as well. I just think that um, the barriers and the way this race is going to shape out. If Velvet Queen gets a good look at him. I think she'll get over the top of him. So. Um, it's yeah. funny. The way I puns the Velvet Queen will start at $1.66 and Zephyra gets to
1: four forty, yeah, dollars 40 That's the bit 100%, 100%. Yeah, yeah 100%, back to Zephyra.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, yes, we'll wait and see. Race three is the Tab Touch West Speed Platinum, handicap over 1,000 metres, uh, 58 plus, and um, famous journey, the top weight in this race, Terry. Is that in today as well? Yeah, that won't be running. Won't be running on Sunday? All right, so keep an eye out for... Uh, for that one, punters, the uh, Saddlecloth number one in Race 3 on Famous Journey is also engaged at Northern later this afternoon. So check your scratchings, uh, that'll obviously impact this race significantly, not only from a speed point of view, but from a market point of view as well. We're uh, we gonna skip this race or we're we gonna overlook at it? Uh, skip it, I'm happy to skip it, yeah, geez. Uh, <laughs> favourite. <laughs> so favourite. Premium, premium choice, the current favourite, uh, roughly 235. Ah, uh, yeah, or two-thirds, that's without the deduction, yep. so two bucks if you're
1: lucky. Um, yeah, look, it, it was pretty disappointing last start, I thought. No real major excuses. I thought maybe the quick backup, that's all I could come yep. up with there. Yeah, me too. That's what I came up with too, mm. but uh, it looks it looks your obvious winner. You're going to be a fair bit of speed on here, Old Bailey, and can't catch this. Uh, go around. Interesting little stat with Old Bailey, and I was hoping it would go up 60, 70 to 1, and probably would have been me each way, but Old Bailey, Holly Watson's ridden Old Bailey twice in the past for two wins. Yep. Uh, Two big wins, kick a goal, son, and Snippelicious by margins as well. So Old Bailey's actually not a bad little sprinter over the 1,000 metres. When in form, (laughs) able to find a rail, give you a nice little kick. Whether I can cross, can't catch this, I don't think so. Um, But you just got to forget it went to Broome because it went there like under a bit of a, we'll see how we go. But Old Bailey's uh, a... in a race like this where well, you've got a few behind them that just could go
0: crap. Yeah.
1: Like, if you're out in front in a race that they're going crap and the rails playing nicely, who, who knows? If you can cross, can't catch this, you've also got a roadblock behind you probably as well. Mm. So, um, But, look, in, in saying that, um, the one that will probably be over my price is probably Requisition, I think, by the time they jump. Yeah. Yeah um yeah i'm 470 requisition without famous journey so you take off the scratch and you're probably down to about 550 anyway and that doesn't get me but uh yeah requisition first up last campaign run second to will chino clint johnston porter barrier yeah
0: yeah Yeah,
1: expect premium choice to probably rebound and win and probably win well but if if it's over bet i might look at a little requisition investment
0: yeah just on old bailey what about the uh the trainer money Mm-hmm. Three winners in a week. Slough spot or sorry, started off with Warm and Fuzzy. Congratulations to Taj Dyson. Yeah. He, uh, his first Saturday winner was a dead heat on Safety Bay for his pop, Fred Kersley. And um, so that was a dead heat between uh, Taj on Warm and Fuzzy, um, warm and fuzzy. Uh, sorry, no. Not on Safety Bay mm-hmm. and uh, Sean McGrady rode uh, Gates of Babylon that was a dead heat and then one race later he won his first Saturday race outright warm and fuzzy for Ashmaley. later in the day sluice box just absolutely bolted in and then yesterday Arnie's boy eight fifty dollars to $5 saluted in the get out at Belmont yesterday so that's three winners from his last five runners for Ash and he knew and Jack the Joker uh, very stiff in the uh, Sky Series final as well so the team's are going well so Terry Terry's um, mentioned old Bailey there and uh yeah he's right I'm not backing it I'm but just, if, yeah. if you said that if it can uh if it can find if it can, a way, yeah, a cross, if I find a way
1: yeah. to cross and roll it could give a kick but even then I still think it gets run down I just was more saying I thought it might go up 80 to one or something silly okay. but the race is just that poor you can't go up 80 to one can't catch this as 11 to one
0: for so, very thin, but uh, yeah. Won the, won the last race at Carnarvon last Saturday. catch yes, it so. did. Beatwood, <laughs> Woodbug. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm with you, Terry. I think requisition from one. I love CJP going on. The Brett Pope stable has sort of um, found a bit of form in recent times. So, I think coiled up from one. Um, if there's a horse running on that's making a, making a dash in them late uh, after enjoying a soft run in transit, it'll be Requisition um what do you make of she's enchanted first up no 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 no, just not
1: interesting we can probably rebound and win but barry first of all you need a good ride then you need to know that the horse is fine then it's coming off a setback like it's best is probably easily good enough but
0: it didn't didn't step it didn't really do a lot late did it no seven, so it's seven bucks I yeah, it's you just, a bit you're percentage. asking
1: a fair bit Yeah, but it, yeah it, the race is that bad that it, it sort of has to sort of stay in the market so the way Mitch Pateman's training Cadessa Medici will probably win by six anyway so. <laughs> yeah.
0: yes well done Mitch you got the uh, got dance session to win uh, at Belmont yesterday congratulations I, I think the quote was mm. if we didn't win there it was headed to Kojana we've been
1: to tell you what that's the dirt horse of the century isn't it
0: <laughs> yeah so okay that's it race three race four is the tab touch be better at life handicap 1400 meters it's a 66 plus event uh this is a little bit thin ish as well um interesting it's a good race yeah i didn't really didn't really warm, warm it's 12 up. the biggest Ruffy, which is quite incredible Given giving it very
1: tight little um tight little feel tight little feel that didn't sound good. I reckon this is a race to take on the apprentices on the good horses or the the better weighted horses. Mm-hmm. So really like Fan Joe Crescent City Laferola but happy to take them on with the kids on. Um, at different stages of their prep. Snippy Miss Faced Wacken and Tanker two starts ago, couldn't get anywhere near it. Mm-hmm. Whack and Tanker gets a soft lead here, so I can't have Snippy Miss. Yep, the line goes through it. Blow me out is mapped out of this. Uh, I think if you, the more you look at its last win, that was a bit of a gift with minus looks running second. Uh, with Snipperucci didn't, didn't turn up. Yeah. Um, big fan of Snipperucci, and um, that was sarcastic. <laughs> and Stella Fair is just a just a horse. Um, so from there, I think blow me out's probably got to go to the breeze. Otherwise, you end up last. I don't
0: know if they want to be last. Yeah, I've got some good I've ones. got blow me out breezing as well. So yeah.
1: blow me out probably in the bees. Gum Grow is super popular here and, and rightly so. Up to the fourteen hundred, probably no yeah. major query. Going well in all the fillies and mares races. Good last start. Got a good ride last start, mm. but it was good last start behind. Um,
0: it just kept coming on the line, which is what I liked. And they, yeah, they're, they're no slouches, on the Macanto on that. Yeah, so. Ross Price yep.
1: hasn't had a winner for six or seven months, um, which is always – that's always a worry for me. I look at those type of things quite – Uh, Importantly, um, but look, I've marked Billy Ray a slight favourite. People are going to see the Albany run last start. I think this is probably where I think someone doing the country form might have a little tiny edge, is that that last run you go, ooh, second in a 70-plus at Albany, that's no good. You drew barrier one on a day, you had to be on the outside fence. Like, it was wild stuff it was it was a super effort it was a really really good run Police, yeah. joey has a party got it to the outside fence and you could not lose from the outside fence you just could not lose so billy ray is ready to go here i reckon it can just about one one underneath it you've got uh you've got snippy miss who goes through back maybe the fence. crescent
0: city holds up maybe. yeah that's the worry yeah
1: that's the worry 100 that's the worry so i'm just hoping fresh um uh, well, that makes less sense. Fresh should probably ping it. But, look, I'm just hoping we can get the 1-1. One, one. If not, three back one-off is fine. But I think the winner will come from Billy Ray. Gunmetal Gray, or if it's playing very much on pace, whack and Tanker can steal this, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, forget it went around last start. It's it's in career best. And have a look how it goes with Lactar. It's a completely different horse. Current markets, it's Billy Ray for me, though. Um, yeah, don't often get the value about so a recent White runner, but uh, I really um, – I think Billy
0: Ray goes okay. No superstar. Billy Ray for me as good well. Good enough to win it.
1: You with Billy? Yeah. I thought you'd be with Gunmetal Grey
0: for sure. No, no. I marked I mark them both the same. What price prices uh, are? Four twenty.
1: Okay. I'm about $3.40 and three sixty.
0: Yeah. So, Impressive. but um, that was quite. My market was pretty, pretty tight actually. I sort of had to have a couple in there that, on reflection, I could probably wind them out a touch. Um, especially, a, especially blow me out. I had him pretty. I thought that was a pretty good. Win mm. the other day, it's uh, just not winning from the break. Yeah, that's the that's the, the the map sort of has to mean that my price is probably a little bit thin. I've got a bit of respect for Crescent City as a horse as well, uh, but maybe my um, my nine dollars is a bit tight there as well. So, but I really liked. Billy Ray's first up run, I thought it hit the line much better than Polizia. so there was a line there at Albany, and then they met the following week, and it was just a heavy nine. It was a bit of a random sort of race meeting, completely. A bit drew wide and got to the outside. Front. Yeah, I reckon it wins by five. And yeah, it starts sort of got crowded a little bit at an important stage as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, Billy Ray looked good though, didn't it? Yep. Billy okay. Ray won over 1,300 metres on this exact day last year with William Pike in That's the saddle. That was one of
1: the replays I was watching uh, Pike, yeah.
0: Three, a third up, Adam Grant, 1,400 metres. Uh, Billy Ray gets in well. At, I think it's well weighted at 55.5. And, and Gunmetal Gray is going to be the popular elect, but I, I, I can see, I can envisage Billy Ray getting over the top of it late in a driving finish.
1: Yep. Yeah, I'm glad the market's allowing me to have a bet on Billy Ray. So I'm with you.
0: All right, let's take a break, Terry, and we'll be back with Timmy Gears versus Liam Peters in our Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind.
1: Okay, BJ, it is now time for the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing
0: Mastermind competition. That is correct, Terry. The Mundaring has been heart of the hills since 1899, located up in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. If you do get an opportunity, make sure you drop in and say hello to Ian Butchie O'Connor. Absolute legend, that publican up there. Let him know that you listen to the to the 1 1 and uh, you'll get the red carpet treatment, feed, flutter, froffies, family atmosphere. We've got his big debt in full, full operation as well. The sun's going to be out this weekend. So if you're in the hood, drop in. Um, let's welcome back our current mastermind, two time carryover champion, Timmy Gears. G'day, Timmy. G'day, boys. How are you?
1: Very well, very well, Timmy. How's the week been as a uh, as a two timer? Mm-hmm.
3: Oh yeah, well it's good, Terry. I mean, I wasn't expecting to win the first one, let alone two in a row. And then I saw you dished up Liam Peters, and now I think I've got absolutely no chance. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's well, it's not often. Uh, often, a lot of the uh, the punters looking for a bit of value in Western Australia are cheering against the and White. But I, I tell you what, I reckon, I reckon everyone's cheering the famous Silkstone this uh, today, mate. So uh, yeah, bad luck to
0: you. Yeah, okay. Let's bring him in, um, taking on Timmy Gears. It's the might of the Ceres and White. It's Liam Peters. You know, boys, how's things? Very, very well, very well, Liam. So, so, in his interview, Liam said that he's listened a few times. Yeah, so nice. uh, t- he's going to be a gun. Yeah, Timmy... Uh, oh, oh, here we go. we Something. lost someone?
1: Oh, another call coming Twice through. Twice in a week. Yeah, a triple call. Triple um, header. Yeah. We've never
0: done a triple header. We should just patch them through see what it is. Yeah, done. just randomly. <laughs> so, uh, Timmy's going for three. Uh, and let's see if uh, Liam can uh, can uh, knock him off and um, square things up here. So, um... Gentlemen, your names are your buzzers, and to be crowned this week's mastermind, you need to be the first to answer three questions correctly. Over to you, Terry. Okay,
1: challenger, are you ready? Born ready. Born ready. <laughs> that's a, the a name. That's the name. One of the next ones. Uh, mastermind, are, 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 you are you ready? Ready. Okay. Three. Two. 1. Wow. Who am I? My now retired career began in late 2016 where I mastered tick over $665,000 in prize money. If my racing career was to be, compa- was to be compared to one of the cricketing war brothers, it would be Steve, not Mark, more grit than guile. <laughs> I won 10 of my 64 career starts with Dan Stake winning four of those, and Peter Hall and Lee Newman two apiece. Both of Hawley's wins aboard me were in black-type races, the 2019 Ascot Gold Cup and 2019 GA Taunton Cup. I competed in two Belmont sprints, my best result being an eighth-placed finish. I did, however, unexpectedly win a group three northerly stakes over the same 1,400-metre journey. Hashtag how, which was my third and final black type success. The first three letters of my name is a task you'd complete after June 30 each year. I spent my
0: Tim. T- Tim.
1: Taxigana. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping he got to that one. I was hoping he got to that question, <laughs> that line.
0: Taxigana, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How the northerly stakes, Mitchy Payman, Mitchy Payman. Any the old odds. It was an yeah. absolute. It's
1: less than I thought the odds were. Was. Was still only yeah. forty-one. Oh no, it was. I think it
0: was up over hundred, but it was a good northerly stakes, so. though. Yeah, it was actually cracking northerly stakes. So yes, so that is uh, Tim. It's off the mark. Timmy is off the mark. Um,
3: I'm in uncharted territory, boys. I'm used to coming from behind, so I don't know really how to defend a lead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I'm sure you'll be fine, Timmy. Let's go. Next question. How many Melbourne Cups has Rostropovich competed in?
1: Liam. Liam. Liam.
2: Oh, I'm going to go with two. Ah,
1: that is bang. correct.
2: Off
3: 20, the mark. Rostrup-
1: hey, was there a protest being fired in there, Timmy?
3: Yeah, on my end, I think this is a bit of the Mitchie Pateman, Jordan Turner situation. <laughs> no, on my no, end, I thought I was clearly
1: first. No, no, you started so saying... No, I would have got it wrong anyway. Yeah,
3: well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> well, <laughs>
1: good, got... good honesty. I well, like that. honesty. That's good. I was going to subtract a point. I won't anymore. 1-1. 1-1. Like
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: one,
3: one.
0: One, one. The podcast. 1-1. Roster Previch competed in the, 2019 and the uh, 2018 and 2019 uh, Melbourne Cups. I think that's right. Um, okay. Multiple choice. Which one of these Belmont Sprint runners has not won a race outside of Western Australia? Red Can Man, Valor Road, Platoon, or Laver Rod? Tim. 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 Platoon. Correct. Very that very is good. correct. Well done, Tim. That is two to Timmy Gears and one to Liam <laughs> Peters. All right. <clears throat> Name the two. Neville parnum trained WA Guineas winners that are now both successful WA based stallions. Liam. Liam. Uh, Plain God and
2: God has spoken.
0: Oh, incorrect. T- Timmy for the steal.
3: Oh. Three. Oh, yeah. Two.
1: One. And no. I hope, I hope, uh, Mr. Peters isn't listening because he won't be too happy. With a bre- <laughs> breeding question going down. This is this is meant to be. Uh, this is like of a little teethy, Liam. This one, wasn't it?
0: <laughs> the correct answers is playing God and Rommel. They are the uh, they were the two oh. w- Neville Parnham trained Guinness wins. Okay, we'll edit that one out. Though, the-, the edition that Bob missed. <laughs> don't worry. All right. Name the father and son horses, that is stallion and progeny, that have both won Belmont Sprint in the last Liam. Universal Ruler and the Velvet King. Oh, oh He's
1: taken the criticism on board. <laughs> yeah. He was upset, the crowd was upset, the family was upset, and he yeah. said I'm not going to I'm not
0: going to stand for that. No. Nah, is thanks. that 2-2? Two, 2-2 two? Two, two, bang. Okay. He on, two, the back, on the back, foot. He just bang. All right. All right. This is this is for the win. This is I'm, for under win. The st- I'm under the am under the stick yeah. <laughs> the stick under. <laughs> All right. All right. Here we go. Name the provincial cut race that Divine Shadow and Media Baron finished first and second in back in April last year.
1: It was a wet day.
0: Tim.
3: Timmy. Cup.
0: Oh. oh. He's done <laughs> it again.
1: He's done it again. He's I've got
3: the chest out. Oh, <laughs> I've got the
0: chest Deary. out, and
1: <laughs> I, think, I think you're breaking up. Sorry, Timmy, I can't actually hear you
0: there, mate. <laughs> So that is correct, Divine Shadow and Media Baron. Cornell had the, uh, the Pinjarra Cup last year, very, very wet day um, down at uh, down at Pinjarra there. And uh, Stevie Parham, Divine Shadow? I think he was, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I think it was, yeah. won by
1: Panels. Panels. Absolutely, Panels Swimmer Panels Media and Media Baron Panels.
0: came from uh, a long way back. Trafford Fools was in the race too. Congratulations, Timmy Gears at three on the trot. What's your, h- h- how, are you, how are you feeling, mate? What's the emotions like at the moment?
3: Oh, well, you can just add that one to the long list of short-priced Peter's investments runners that have gone down there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, good. dearie, mate. That me. is
0: very good to Deary,
3: me. Man. Very that's, good. That's good, actually. That's I don't mind
0: that one. Um, uh, timmy congratulations mate not many people have won three in a row you uh, three in a row and you have managed to mate. another 100 dollars voucher to the Mundaring is in the post before we let you go your jockey sean mcgrady has been as uh, is no longer riding at northam today can you give us an update what's happening and will we be seeing him uh, aboard the favorite in the belt sprint this saturday red cam man
3: yeah, I hope so. He's obviously flying, rode a treble on the weekend, um, but he hurt his back. He's got an ongoing back issue uh that flared up yesterday with his ride at Belmont. So he's off his rides to that northern. Uh, fingers crossed he'll be right for Saturday. I've got him onto one or two of my gurus in the uh sporting physiotherapy world that can hopefully patch him up so that uh he can uh, steer Red Cam man to victory on the weekend
0: you would have, have to be pretty sore to miss that ride, I reckon. I reckon, yeah. Well, fingers crossed for a speedy recovery. I don't think Walker would let him, would he? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I was going to say. another chance in the world. Fingers crossed for a speedy recovery for Sean McGruddy. Uh, well done again, Timmy Gears. And Liam, Liam Peters, thanks again for jumping on the show, having a chat to Terry and myself and giving us a bit of uh, insight into your world. It's an absolute pleasure. And uh, I'd love to uh, mm. catch up with you on uh, on race day next time you're out of the track.
2: Sounds great, boys. Thanks so much for having me on. Congrats on your 3 Pete, Timmy. Uh, <laughs> it, hurt, it hurts to go down by a nose, though, I will say
0: that. <laughs> Very good, mate. Hey, thanks again, Liam. Thanks again, Tim. And uh, that is the uh, Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind. Run, one, and done. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. No
3: worries, yeah. boys. See ya.
0: Uh race number five is the Vale Dick Vincent handicap. Over the mile, this is a graduation handicap. And uh the Admiral, a former East Coast former Victorian horse, has come to Western Australia under the Simon A. Miller uh flag there and he has won his last two. Uh, on the trot, steps up in grade to Saturday Company. Success players coming out of uh, some pretty pretty handy three-year-old form, which uh, we'll get a line through earlier in the day through uh, Zafira and the Velvet Queen. Uh, there's a few others in this race, a couple of uh, one particular horse who was very unlucky last start. Terry, can't wait to hear what you have to say about that particular horse. But um, race five of the day, 10-race card. What are your thoughts on this graduation handicap?
1: Uh, yeah, I think success play with a gate would have been hard to go against. Uh, I still think it's probably the one to beat. Mm. Probably goes to the breeze-ish, maybe even leads. Uh, my, my feeling is they'll try and they won't want to lead on Colchino. I don't think they wanted to lead last start. So when you've got a horse that won its maiden with a sit last um, campaign, then you're coming off a so-so run, think about the mindset it's naturally going to be, or well, maybe we want to sit here. We don't want to be in the front. So... I think you might see success playing the Admiral almost lead and breeze this mm. race from the two widest. Um, how the track's playing will be important in that sense. I don't think it's impossible, and this might seem far-fetched, that Baby Blues leads this race mm. either. I reckon that it's been jumping well from wide gates and just being restrained. Um, who knows where Baby Blues is at. Last start, obviously we're all going to see it held up and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's three, first up, sorry, it's trial was really good behind Magnificent Andy. Uh, it's first up run, it was in a group that finished a mile off and but that group, they all ran nice last twos and it was a group like um Testing Love, Scorpion Storms. Yeah. All there's the, one more. Yeah. And the form's all been good out of that. And it was just it was, as good it as was just it was just, it was just was, as good as that. It was
0: impossible that day, yeah.
1: Then it got sort of held up behind my mate. Um still would like to see the line a touch better that day to be that confident here. Um, but yeah, it's double figures, it's gonna get me. I don't even need to just don't need to think about it too much. Ginger ground think's had its win. Can win again though. No reason it can't. Colt Channel. I, I just don't think it's as good as the market keeps thinking it is. Street fair's nine fifty, that tells you a story, BJ. Um, um, yeah, so, looks success play, I think, it's the one. I'm about 380 success play, but I'm 490 Baby Blues. It's currently $11 each way, so it's a uh, it's a no-brainer. Big improvement from Olden as well. Uh, its last run was really good, and it, it's it's such a big difference when you've got a low weight and a gate and a, an apprentice that's riding some winners now. Yeah, I like the way that Olden so, hit the
0: line the other day as well, but yep. I, uh, I'm with you again. Baby Blues, well, I actually had something on it first up, just at a random big yep. price, uh, so I, I didn't mind the way that she stretched the thing with Baby Blues is, like, even though her record in recent preparations isn't fantastic, there is ability there and it was good to see her trial well. Do you know it's been three preps yeah. where it hasn't
1: turned up at all, yeah. which is like, oh, surely – and I'm really surprised. And this mm. is this is me overthinking it, but Harrow sent a team up. Mm. Surely this is one of the ones he would send up to Broome unless yeah. there's something in it. So. But the trial – do you know the exciting thing about the trial and probably the reason I think I had something on first up too, it hadn't even trialed well mm. in those other preps, like it no. trialed poorly. So just to see something – in the trials. Um, lead, it, Harvey as well with the treble midweek. I love to see that. And I, I haven't been back to Harvey winner in 14 years, but <laughs> Harvey with the treble <laughs> midweek, you'd love to see that. I, I just, I've got a sneaking feeling with lead. <sighs> okay. I reckon he'll kick this out. And, and I don't think Harvey's afraid to to rock and roll where possible. So I don't know. It,
0: it'll land leader leaders back, I reckon. Yeah, Baby Blues, is gonna get, Baby Blues is gonna get me as well. If it's gonna win a race ever again, this is its race on the saturday um again just following up from what terry said the speed map does look a bit messy if they want to try something a little bit different with with colchino um and uh, and also Sean McGrady um, is um, is riding Ginger Green at the moment, so just just a reminder to everyone just to check the uh, check the uh, notice boards there because um, Sean's off his rides at Northam today and um, with a back complaint, so it's going to be interesting to see if he can get himself up for the uh, for the big meeting this Saturday. But that's a horse that could that could roll forward potentially if there's no speed in the race. Um, other, uh, maybe even Brad and Neville's just sort of think was success especially if the tracks playing a certain way might be able to just rather than go back, roll forward and sort of um, maybe they might find themselves in front by default as well. So um, Yeah, 100%. But uh, Baby Blues The form is- around
1: success play, with especially with War Gem winning yesterday's a Fury, the Velvet Queen. Yeah. Um, all that form's better, but success play's a nice horse, but being just a bit of a sitting duck from the breeze, I don't know, maybe just a little bit of a, yeah, it's got to be a query, so.
0: Do you think, Baby? what, what price do you think Baby Blues is going to start? Six bucks. Yeah, I think so as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, another another one of our we'll talk about Tommy before, I'm pretty sure Tommy's pretty keen as well. So his yeah. tweet after its last start, uh, what did he say?
0: Oh, I didn't see his tweet. Uh, I
1: remember it vaguely. Yeah. Someone try and tell me it's not gonna win a racist campaign or right. something. So yeah, so I I am not it's one of those i've been betting each way in a, in a certain manner recently it's hard to get on at, at times but say you're backing one like this who this could just might not turn up right it mm-hmm. might might be a beaten horse it's now had 10 starts where it hasn't run top 10 or whatever top eight probably and um so you could almost because each way sometimes is a oh, go it's a safety blanket but if mm-hmm. you're backing one at say this what's this three dollars twenty a hole mm-hmm. you can look at having a bet like a, a two by one which is boring but you get your money back for the place mm-hmm. Rather than – rely, but if you're backing a horse, say, later on we'll talk about a horse like Glamour Pact, who's pretty reliable, runs a very similar race all the time. You're taking $3 about a, play, a horse you know is going to run that good race from the good map. Rather, this is one that might not turn up completely. So, this might be a case where having a lower stake on the place and more on the win because the speculative aspect, if it does turn up, it probably wins. Yeah, I agree, You know yeah. what I mean? So, that's how I'd attack this one. Um, it's like a two-by-one. Which sounds boring yeah
0: but still you've thrown out a first four earlier was it a first four yeah first yeah, four stand them all out two two one this is uh this is new guru uh methodology coming into play just, they're sharing with the listeners just very kindly i just can't get on I'll
1: tell you what if anybody wants to be me bowler just uh <laughs> shoot me a message oh, and you have to be a real
0: degenerate then.
1: <laughs> i need some real dirty accounts
0: <laughs> all right, race right six is the what is this race terry um, what is this race, BJ? What is this race? I don't
1: have it in front of me. I'm coming to terms with the fact I'm back Friday night. And mm-hmm. I hate myself. Oh, the key key. The key key. Experience more handicap yeah. over the um over the 1650, the first, not the first leg of the quad either, is it? Yeah, the key claim. Key key. The key key. <laughs> the key key <laughs> handicap. It's race six, two twenty nine pm. Geez, <laughs> a bit of racing happening today. Um, I found this to be a sticky mm. race. Probably one I'm not going to get too involved in. Sticky, yeah. Um, all the all this the speed looks a bit of a query, and all the uh, the the favorites I've uh, all got apprentices on them. That's mm-hmm. no issue with Lactar, obviously. Um, but look, I think Media Baron double digit are probably. Oh, they are better horses over the journey. Pickler could end up a better horse, potentially. Um, but it's just whether you want to take a short price about. One of the kids on board, I think, as you said, Money Mailie's ready to win. I'm 360 double digit. That's probably me. Mm-hmm. But I think Media Baron was a slightly better run. If they sprint together, Media Baron beats Double Digit. But I think Double Digit has the scope to land in front of Media Baron, potentially. But it's just, a to me, it's an ugly, messy race. I'll see if Betfair lobs up something silly late. Double Digit for a tip, though.
0: Okay. I, watching that replay, Media Baron versus Double Digit, I can't for the life of me work out how Christy Bennett just didn't follow. God's God Yeah, I was
1: on Media Baron. I, I don't think it changes. Or, it definitely doesn't change the result. I think God has chosen beats either way. But it, um, it's, it's more she does that. A- So, Christy, I've watched a fair bit of Christy, especially riding down in Albany. And she does it on Athlone Castle a bit. And she's done it with success once or twice. But she is really, I think, I think she's just trying to hone her craft. And good on her to some degree. That wasn't the time to do so. Um, <laughs> and, and Clint's probably the biggest one of doing it at the moment. Do you know how some jockeys will just, some jockeys have a natural penchant just to peel wide and get going? Yeah. Um, you'd notice that with a lot of them. Mm-hmm. While some want to cut that last horse out yeah, like instead uh, of going
0: around there. Clint's the one. Clint did that on the uh, favorite, that Adam Durant horse last um, Galactic Storm he yeah. refused to go outside heels. yeah, a, he yeah. Never it's gonna out. cost
1: you a length yeah. but you're gonna um it's gonna cost you a, a length but you're gonna definitely get out or you can save that length and that's you, you win a lot more race as well so you yeah. can yeah it's fine either way but that's that's how chrissy's been riding him it's been um it's been quite interesting to watch and but yeah full credit i just think a, i just think that, in a, that in was horse I mean, you yeah, if, 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 if you you can see the dollar 90 just 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 hop on it's just follow, hop follow, on its rear, especially it especially when on. you know that you well, you should know you should be doing your research you should know the leaders interstate and the leaders going to stop dead. and you, you, this race is going to be run one down the middle of the track so,
0: so double yeah. digit came from inside it yeah well, I pulled uh, yeah, back yeah. around and took its spot yeah. it it, it media bar was a bit. better run
1: I'm I'm giving me a double digit a little plus a for the form of ash Mayley, but mainly for jet to taj um, tar, horses are going better for Taj than they are for Jet. So that's worth a length or two at least. But Jet gave that a 10 out of 10.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And
1: it also missed the kick badly. It doesn't miss the kick that badly all that often. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a winner as well. It's 112 of 70. Like That's a pretty good strike rate for a yeah. horse that's been around forever. Yeah. So double digit wins one every campaign. I, I usually find a double digit's been a really good horse throughout the journey. And I reckon this might be double digits, but.
0: I reckon you're right. I'm going to, and obviously pick a little, quick back up, just hit the wall late in that yep. 2100 one hundred 20 though. Yeah. It's, but the way I'm going to go is I reckon Gunner. Gunner. Go? Yeah, Gunna I go. can see that. Do you reckon they might try and go forward? Yes, that's. that's it's been that's, missing it badly, that's the yeah. problem, and it can't. But, but I think just from seven at the milestone, yeah. and it's even 1650 now, if Holly just maintains that forward movement. If there's a, um
1: announcement that they're going to ride it forward or try to, I'll probably be with you. Yeah. I'd suggest it was huge behind devoted. Yeah. And you wouldn't think there's not a huge amount of other speed great
0: powers and Bombay style so just, just at the weights as well like uh, mm. holly uh certainly, certainly claims, it's, oh, certainly half, claims I think. one so and she's it's,
1: five points out of it's grade as well
0: yeah but still you know the best of going yeah. is sort of um you know is capable of carrying the 53 which is equivalent to a rating of 70. so you'd say gunner goes at least a 70 um at his best and i think the ratings have just sort of peeled off in recent times but I think he I, I like the way that he worked home behind devoted pulled ground off a three-year-old capable three-year-old in the form of uh, stay safe um, over 1400 metres up to the mile from that draw if if Holly can be positive and work forward then I think um, and, and rolling then with the weight advantage that she has over media baron and, and double digit if it becomes a bit of a slug slugfest late then I yeah. think Go could sort of be the horse that holds on a bit of a bit of a you know that sort of sort of bunch finish but i'm gonna go i had marked um a Nine dollars, I think. Nine dollars going to go. Um, currently well $11, 10 some places, but maybe better on the day. But um, but yeah, in a bit of a wide open race, I thought going to go could uh, could peak on Saturday. Is
1: great power. Is any good uh, in Queensland? Is it much of a horse? Or no, I went I, back doing I, a bit went, of it. I went
0: back through its record. I, don't, I think it only won one Saturday. All the rest of its mm, wins. when it was weak.
1: leading, because it's only been beaten three and a half first a half. First up, God his chosen and Star Align, and then it's come out and forget it went around in that Sort of that fight. Tash goes on. I like how she's riding. It could roll. I don't know. It's one that gets to a big price as well. Sort of just willing to see what happens. Just take it one race at a time. Okay.
0: Uh, All right. Race seven is the Schweppes handicap. 2100 meters uh special conditions no metro in last year so this has had to uh they've had to put the weights up here as well so this is actually a 57 Mm. plus it's thin when bolts accessories are toppy in it thin yeah and also it's just it's just a very open it's um, good to
1: see why terry finally come to saturday grade though i thought you've been waiting yeah been waiting yeah, it's just been waiting to race some better horses, I think, before it shows its best. So, yeah. has a horse ever been rated in the 30s? <laughs> <laughs> it's a chance of getting there when they start running 30 pluses around Kingsley Oval or something. <laughs>
0: um yeah so uh i don't know I, I i was quite impressed with the midweek victory of phenomenal anomaly uh with cjp on board i reckon this horse can can step up into this company and yeah i reckon he's well truly really truly the horse to beat for mine uh i mark 350 phenomenal anomaly uh on top and i reckon um the way that hit the staying sort of chops he showed last start he was sort of four wide um, from the 900 home, and just kept coming at a horse like Secret Pearl. And he's only young. He's only uh, he's got youth on his side, phenomenal anomaly. He's also got Adam Durant in his camp as well, who's, a, who's an absolute phenomenal trainer. I of thought would run a
1: race last you week. You were right. We? Yeah. How do we Spot not him. get the price loose? How did Sluice Box not? I swear, it was just, we were just going to see our fifteen dollars. Mm. That was heartbreaking. I just wanted to be on, but I'll try and be bloody. Try and outsmart yourself. I just, I
0: just think this is a, a race devoid of stayers and a race de- devoid of a lot of talent. This horse on the way up, the way that it grounded out the other day, I love the way that it lengthened and covered the ground. Oh, I'm pretty keen, phenomenal here. It's looked uh, a stayer in the making.
1: Mm. Um, yeah, finds a, finds, a terrific, um, finds a terrific race. They had Sunsphere nominated. If that went here, you would have been pretty excited, yeah. I'd suggest. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it, it did go around in a fifty-four plus at seven bucks and it's gonna go around here at probably
0: yeah, what price at yeah. four or five it's
1: bucks. Uh you to join eleven as well, and I reckon they'll just go back. They're a pretty patient combo. So they'll probably just go back. Um yeah, I just think I, I think it's there's just some some risk with the the gate and the price and I think it's gonna be popular though, but um I am I am Oh, what's the money come for? Eurasia's been shortened a little bit. It, it's the map runner, isn't it? Eurasia, right. it's going to park up behind him. It's never. It's, it's Eurasia though, isn't it? But yeah, I know Eurasia is,
0: very well. And yeah. he just, he, he's, he's honest, tough, consistent, but he just lacks He's an almost. At, he's an almost. He's he's a, an almost. A, what do you say? Yeah. He's an Ash-Hans. He's an Ash-Hans. Yeah, <laughs> That's very good. Um, I am quite
1: keen on one here. Uh, I reckon Bold Success will win this race. I okay. reckon um, it's nice that it's drawn out wide. They can let... Stock taker sort of roll and then probably just pop over. To the Breeze, it does its best racing. It's only raced from the Breeze twice. That's when it beat Sunsphere uh, two starts ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely smashed Sunsphere two starts ago. Yeah, actually, The one. way it accelerated from the Breeze was, was really impressive. That was at 1,800 too. Um, and last campaign, Chloe went on from the Breeze as well. It's run some huge races and all of its runs have been went deep. Um, I actually thought its effort in the 66 plus was really good. It lost its winker. It's, did you see that? No, I didn't see that. It was that. hanging off it, then it fell off. Yeah. Um, I thought it loomed into it nicely. It just – that's probably not how – even with cover for a while, it doesn't seem like that's how it races best. Like, it just needs to be doing it tough. Uh, Kesh was
0: they, on – They scooted along too, so it was yeah. on, on, on top of a pretty brutal sort of tempo. Yeah, yeah
1: exactly right. Exactly right. I, I think that Phenomenal Anomaly will be out the back, um, and, and if Bolt Success stops, it'll be probably the one getting it with Secret mm. Pearl. And, yeah. Yeah. Maybe Eurasia the map in that sense, but I'm I'm with what I saw from Bolt's success two starts ago, to um, I reckon he's the one to beat here. And I reckon what I saw in his run against Overthought last campaign when he was four deep the trip over 20, 2,000, 2,100, I reckon he gets the journey as well. I've got no real issue with that. So, he's only found the brace twice since 2000. I didn't go before that because he was a Peters runner before yeah. that. Um, and, and he's won on both occasions. So, um, yeah, bold success, uh, gets map on both phenomenal and secret parallel doesn't usually begin that well, drawn wide anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm just going to go with the map running here. I'm going to get, it's six fifty seven at the moment. I, I'm interested what your price is and, and what, I don't think it'll be a popular horse, I don't know. Yeah, also, so, I was 9.50.
0: Bolt
1: yeah, success. I don't think Bold Success will be all that popular in the market. Um, so I don't know whether I need to pull the trigger early or not, but uh, I'm $3.30, um, Bold Success, so uh, pretty keen. Probably best of the day, actually, I reckon. Hmm. You know you're going to have a tough day on the punt if Bold
0: Success is <laughs> so. Bold Success won four of with- his first 47 and terry reckons he's going to win two of his next three <laughs> exactly right well i was on two starts ago Jerry, you actually, were too, so. yeah no that's that's cool yeah i just um that's cool <laughs> i just i just thought that uh yeah that's cool that yeah well are you sure, terry? I, oh. I, I, <laughs> are you sure? I think I've, I've given up on bold success but he, cool, can, he can win for the tailors um i just didn't think that there's going to be that real searing tempo in this you know sometimes the staying races can be turned upside down with a uh, do the absolute you know, high pressure race when you know sometimes the leaders just kind of get it wrong. I think that's sort of what happened last. Last Saturday in the race at Bold Success was in, um, so if they're only going along evenly, it'll I don't be think they'll want to go mad on Stocktaker yeah. because it's yeah. going to be a
1: query. They might even ride stock Taker cold. It's not impossible. So that's, that, so that's why I I was, one thing I don't want Bold Success to go to the rail. It, I, it just yeah. it needs to, almost needs to be outside of a horse. Yeah. And then um, even saying that, when it accelerated away two starts ago, it didn't it didn't really stargaze from what I saw, and um, look like because it held Sunsphere pretty well on the line. So, it was a good win. You know? Yeah,
0: strong. Yeah. 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 Now I'm and, it's, yeah. and it carried fifty nine down to 57 that day as well so it's 60 down to 58 so uh, loves carrying well yeah um, it's just uh, a i love a good tough horse
1: on speed tailors are going well mm. I'm, I'm actually like this is one of those ones that i'm i'm I'm, I'm you're getting more confident by the minute <laughs> No, i'm already very i'm already at max confidence yeah. it's just it's one of those ones i'm very happy being i'm not going to back it each way not, none of that none of that business Tough of horse that doesn't turn up someday so yeah um yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just – I think this is your winner. Like, I just – I really do believe this will win the horse race. So, I was hoping I'd see 10 bucks. though. I, I thought it was a chance of just – you know, I don't feel as comfortable taking the 7. It could jump – even last day I liked it. I took some 16-17s. It jumped 26 20, bet, mm-hmm. fair SP. So, um, yeah, I don't think this would be one that I'll be too disappointed if I miss an early price with.
0: Okay. Yeah, just my final thought on the phenomenal anomaly chances. If if they don't go as, as quickly as they can do in some of these middle-distance races, I can see – um, cjp just just sort of uh sort of blending to in, roll in and just yeah. rolling in, into the race under his own steam in that rather than having to chase the race sometimes yep. sometimes when the field stretches and there's that pressure on, on top of the back markers really have to chase the race and by the time it comes to um, finishing off they're a bit gassed but I think phenomenal anomalies sort of creep forward in the three wide line maybe following a horse into the race like a secret pearl mm-hmm. um, get on the back of something like that who brings it into the race and it's right on top of them on straightening and within striking distance and that's the way I can see phenomenal Anomaly working them over late, just using that real staying presence and prowess that this horse is has. It's only had six starts, seventh start this Saturday. Um, just like the way that it's it's evolving into into a, a a horse, and I think he can make the leap to Saturday company and um, be very very hard to beat. So phenomenal, phenomenal anomaly. I'd love me. to
3: own a
1: really good stayer. Like mm. ph- a phenomenal anomaly is real slow. Like it's really slow, but yeah. it
0: gets out of a stanger, and
1: it's, it's just so tough. So yeah. I, I'd love to. You know, I'd love to own one of those what's that mare yeah. that you have with the piercers That's the stayer? oh no we did it i think it did its tendon oh that's not good oh no the ownership's just we're we're battling until <laughs> race until, <laughs> we, until we get a double in race 9 and 10 uh so you think so you think yeah yeah very good thinking game it was by sea <laughs> right. it was by thinking game yeah well, dan convinced me to buy sure. a share after i've had four thousand beers at the dig <laughs> deep awards night just after he won two year old two year old of the year i'm pretty sure
0: <laughs> all uh, right dearie man very good Race eight is the Amelia Park Handicap, 1300 metres, special conditions, uh, graduation handicap, this one. Um, This is a very intriguing race, 12 runners at the moment, Um, bit of form coming from various directions. Uh, We've got a Cerise and White first upper as well, Fashion Queen who showed, who raced very consistently, very well during the uh, Ascot summer period there, resuming Holly Watson and Adam Duran. My Boy Eddie and Rebel Zone are coming through the lower grades. There's, um, there's a bit to work through here, Terry.
1: Yeah, there certainly is. I think the the thing that struck me when I did my speed map here, BJ, was the amount of back markers. Yeah. Um, Classic Rogue, Savanik, My Boy Eddie, Rocky Path, All on Black and Fashion Queen from 8. They're all naturally pretty slow beginners and, and get back, so – I think what I looked at there with Rebel Zone, you come into a race with a horse winning three in a row, and my, my natural thought is, well, let's try and get this beaten or as long in the market as possible. I think there's a good opportunity for Chris to show some aggression. Same with Brad Rewilla from nine, yeah, um, and same with Paul Harvey on from 11 on Jedi Mind. Mm-hmm. All three of them, there should be a gap between, I think American Queen Breeze is outside Stellar Stella Fair, Fair glamour-packed yeah. parks on them. Those three, I think there they might be daylight for them. all of them almost just to get in, you know what I mean? Because you've got so many back, so you've got that gap um, early doors. Like, a lot of that will depend how classic road seven. my boy Eddie, jump from 124. If they can close that gap up, then they could be caught deep and you're in trouble. Um, but I think there's the opportunity for those three hoops to be aggressive with their rides and, and look for a spot midfield.
0: I thought if, if Brad wanted the one one, it's there for him on featherweight. Yeah. Well yeah. he's got the advantage being
1: yeah. drawn underneath Jedi and um and Rebel Zone. Yep. So um He can tag American Queen Exactly. She, she's right.
0: she's coming across from ten. He's drawn I think directly, with directly the fifty
1: one, that'll take you into the race far enough as yep. well, you know? So yeah, look, I think I found this a difficult race to mark, but one I quite enjoyed doing. I'm what I'm going to do is hope that those those ones I swear who you can kick up and, and hold a spot. And I think just in the current markets, so I'm three fifty Rebel Zone. I've mm-hmm. been in; it's a horse I've always taken on, but I've been really impressed with the way it's been winning. Yeah, um, that Bourbon Bow form. I don't think that's too bad either, comparative to this race. Um, so now I, Bourbon
0: I, Bow ran really well in the final last so day. Yeah, it's you?
1: just been it's been flying. Um, Glamour packed. Was in that very weak West Speed Platinum race, but loomed into it nicely. Um, just peaked on the run. It's a horse. If you go back through its successes, it's it's a map horse. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get the back of Stella Fair here probably, you know, who should be giving you a kick and should be giving you room to get out and push out under American Queen. So I don't think Glamour Pack's any star. But last campaign, do you, do you remember its campaign? It was like a- Unlucky campaign, yeah. not much went right for it the entire campaign. It started as a 68 Raider, it finished as a, 68, a 60 Raider. So it would have carried 58 in this race last campaign. Now it's carrying 54. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's an inferior horse. So look, I don't Glamour Pack's no superstar. There's better horses than Glamour Packed in this race, but it doesn't need any luck. It's $12 each way. So that's that's how we've got a pun here. We, we have to back that horse. That's Glamour, I'm $5.80, Glamour Pack. So $12 each way. If that price holds, fingers crossed. Um, yeah, that'll be that'll be me. Okay, that'll be me. I might look Rebel Zone's four fifty, which I'm surprised about. So I might look at a say yeah, you're betting one and a half units each way, Glamour Pact and one unit Rebel Zone to get your money back. Mm-hmm. I think that's how I, I like it. But I wouldn't be surprised if Featherweight way beats me. I don't think anything else
0: can. Okay, I think the 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 two that I like is Santa Claus one and two. I think I was. I think the $7 for both of them is is enough for me. That's Fashion Queen and Featherweight. Um, I thought Fashion Queen, while she's no superstar, some of her runs last preparation were outstanding. Knocked off Ginger Baker, ran second to Sentimental Queen, was massive that day getting home. Sentimental Queen has gone on to to do some good things and then um, just all the form around her. That last start third behind Dom to shoot, and weapons Sun. that was a that was a high quality seventy two plus mile race at, at Ascot back on the twenty sixth of February. Um, nice coming off a nice trial. Uh, I think Fashion Queen um, has competed in, against better horses and in better races than this. So I'm um, I'm intrigued to see how she goes first up, and that seven current seven dollars is enough for me. And I thought posit- positivity from Brad Willer on Featherweight. If he can land 1-1, one, one, then he goes real close in this. This is this is massive map opportunity here for Featherweight, who ended up in sort of no man's land last start. It was, he just- I was, like, guns, I was, pretty, flat. I was pretty flat yep.
1: watching that. You jumped a length in front of McCanto and, and it gets the 1-1. One, one. It was just desperation to be rearward. It was just, de- there was the last start of lead, so clearly the plan this time was to, to take, to yeah. get some cover, but you could have just taken Normal cover. You had to know how much speed was in the race. If you jump well, just go with it. The speed's going to get you. And
0: yeah. The park road. Right I think on he on and have was been a bit surprised by the speed of Guns and Everone sort of jammed in there, mm. took his spot. But also, what happened was his gold was over racing and sort of floating three and four wide, and then th- so he sort of acted as a significant roadblock for for featherweight. But the thing I liked about featherweight is he would have won that race. Yeah, him. I agree. He would have won that race. The thing I liked about mm. featherweight was. Secret Plan followed it the whole way, peeled off it, and it looked like it was going to go straight past him. And um, while Secret Plan might not have had the the real knockout punch that it sometimes, that mostly possesses, um, I thought that Featherweight did a good job of holding out Secret Plan, who's a big, ran, ran a last bit, two, he's yeah. a big closer. So there was some yep. merit in that. He's been beaten one point nine. Just that, it just got got caught in a really awkward running position that day. I'm with you, I think it should have won. Uh, Brad on, uh, if he can be positive, 1-1, I reckon he's gonna give this a big shape. So for me, I'm gonna probably have something on both Fashion Queen and Featherweight, leading towards Featherweight. I'll take on Fashion Queen. I'm pretty happy just with, I think it might need a run
1: to build firstly um, but just Holly on the I know she rode it well once last prep. It's just a, it's just a, it's just a tougher ride. These, these are horses that are very good but they've always ridden by William Pike or um, Chris or Clint. So it's just a, a slightly more difficult steer um, but yeah it's obviously the best horse this race. So I'm gonna back what I think is probably the, the least uh, least good. Goodra probably the least Goodra <laughs> of the lot, um, but as I said, I think it's dropped. It's a sixty-rater in a sixty-plus, coming off a great first-up run. Um, and maps the rest of them we need to land or we need to jam. We need to maybe they those spots don't eventuate. So I think glamour packed each way. It's not going to be popular, but
0: yeah, be small. I think I was ten dollars glamour packed as well. So what's, what did you say? This dollars 12 12, Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay, Guru. Here we are. It's the feature of the day. It's the Furphy Belmont Sprint Group Three. Wait for age. $200,000 on the table here. No elite street to uh, contend with. And as a result, Red Cam Man runner up in the Northern Stakes and the Roma Cup has been installed. The uh, very short favorite in this wait for age feature, but it's a 16, plus one emergency, Luke fernie has got the emergency there with an excellent dream, interesting acceptor. But um, yeah, Bel- Belmont Sprint is always a uh, feature of the calendar and this is no exception. It's basically pulled every every decent 1400 metre race into a uh, 1400, 1400 metre horse in the state into this race. And um, while Red Cam Man does dominate, that gives a lot of opportunities around the edges for a bit of value, I would have thought, Terry.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Red Can Man dominates for a reason as Mm. well. Like, it wins those last two with a gap to third. um, Sorry, with a gap to the horse behind it. Like, it's huge how far it beats the third horse in the Northern Sprint. It's huge how far it beat the third horse in the Roma Cup. Mm. Like Just dominant stuff. Like, even – it would peel it out off Indian Pacific's back pre-bend, and it still goes such a big kick. None of them look like getting near it. Yeah. So um, you're, you're closer to the camp than I am. Um, do you think they'll be willing to lead or there'll be a desperation to try and find a back? Because I think you've got to just take the front. I think there's a bit of speed drawn wide that will come across, but it's not the quickest speed. So you could be waiting for a slow horse to get in front of you, and then you're you left Sprinting alongside Valero and stuff, and that's when it gets really interesting, you know. So, I do you think there'll be some degree of intent? Also, I think the wink is going off the stupidest move I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, you've got a horse that's in career best, and I'm talking career best by two lengths at least, and you've made a gear change. Just when it's not broken, what do you do? Yeah, don't try and fix it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I- yeah, I can't speak for, for Steve in that way. I'm as surprised as, as uh, the next person about the winkers coming off. Um, I'm sure Steve will shed some light on that in uh, on the radio and, and talking to Julia on, uh, on race day. Uh, but for mine, I'm with you. Yeah, I just thought this horse is flying in the Northern Stakes and the Roma Cup and he's only – It's only just unfortunate that he's run into a late straight, and um, yeah. So the winker's coming off was a big surprise to me. When racing
1: keenly restrained from heels at the eight hundred, so they've seen it race keenly on a hot tempo. And
0: and I think he's worn wingers every start.
1: I went through, yeah. Yeah. It's it's a
0: very unusual change at
1: this stage of him, but but who knows? Yeah, who who am I to date out the? who am I? Man, tell you what. If um, my final question, if. McGrady at the time of recording we just spoke to timmy gears before uh, McGrady's off his rides today sean's off his rides today at northam if he doesn't ride i suspect he'll be doing everything he can to ride mm-hmm. um it'll be tash faithful maybe
0: maybe has yeah to, has just to speculating be in, has to be i'm not asking you for an
1: exact answer but it's yeah
0: yeah I- she has to be in the mix
1: that's awesome, um from a punning point of view, I'd love that, because I reckon there'll be a big drift, and yeah. I, I and yeah, I'd prefer Sean on it, obviously, but I, I think you might get a,
0: a bit of a betting opportunity though bit of a betting opportunity hundred percent mm. also, and especially if they a, run, a, especially also, if they run the race at Albany. what an opportunity for Tash, yeah really, like she's. Well, she, was, would have rode, going, she
1: would have rode um, Red Can Man, the caricato, wouldn't she? But um, that's what Steve said. But she was, was up rec- in Carnarvon. Export man, <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: uh, export man. <laughs> yeah, one
1: of the one, <laughs> of the one of the one of the frothy
0: horses. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think Tasha's ridden the third or fourth most winners of any rider in Western Australia this season. I think she's. She, I think her rec- her provincial record or her overall record within. The state of Western Australia P- positive she's either the third or fourth winningest rider in the state
1: honestly you line her up when some seniors go down there and you watch them ride compared to how she rides she's more balanced she and yeah she loves Albany and she feels at home there and that's a big thing and would yeah. be the pressure of this race would be would be huge um, the benefit would be she's on a horse on speed yeah um, but she I, I think she's probably the most underrated hoop in the state At the moment, I'm a big fan of when a a hoop's in form, giving them more rides and getting them on your horses. And and I think she's being Mm underutilised during a bit of a jockey crisis. Um, in Western Australia, so yeah, I wouldn't be afraid to to throw her on ahead of a few seniors at times.
0: Yeah, well, there might be a moot point if Shawnee McGrady gets his uh, gets up and can um, mm. can get his back complaint under control, but it does throw uh, uh, quite a significant curveball here into the Belmont Sprint. So the good thing is, red, it's not really at a backable price at the moment. Yes. So we don't have yeah. to go. Oh, so all do I take? Two eighty.
1: Brad went short. short Brad yeah. went up short. Yeah, I think he got it right. Brad went up uh, basically. I think my, my price was about two ten. Um, but if it's sort of about 3 bucks now, I'd be like, well, I'd be very happy with $3. Yeah. But it's not at that price with
0: any query. So we just sit back, hold fire, and, um, you yeah. know. Just circling back to your – I would think that they – my personal point of view, I don't really know. My, <clears throat> I would like to see them lead on Red Cam Man and take the take the race. Yeah. If if, if you let those other horses dictate the, the tempo of the race, he it could – it could bring others into the race and leave you. Just to give
1: you their names. Yeah. I'm talking Free Trade, Massimo, Yeah, Daddy. And Massimo, yeah, very nice horse, obviously, but it's lacking early speed at the moment. Mm-hmm. So by the time it gets there, it could be gassed and stopping on you. Yeah, Daddy and Free Trade are both big question marks in this grade, how they're going. So if they're gone pre bend, you know what I mean? Getting covered could be. Um, and Red Cam Man made his name, especially as a three year old, mm-hmm. as, a, as a bulldog. Yeah. Like it was just impossible to get past. Yeah. That was his
0: thing. So I, th- I think if the way that Red Can gets beat here is if the it's a soft tempo and he gets out sprinted yeah. um, or traffic issues. So if, you, if to take that out of the equation. Dig Deep was a better two-year-old. Yeah, to take that out of the equation. <laughs> I tried to get Dig Deep mentioned real early so the, over, the unders punters could get their result, but it's taken a yeah. long time into the pod to get yeah. the first mention no, there. The, fig-
1: but, the fix was on there. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> I think that's, they're the ways that red can get speed, either gets out sprinted in a slowly run race or it's traffic issues. For mine, I just I'd just take luck out of the equation. If, if he rolls, makes this a true test of 1400 metres at weight for age, if anything's good enough to get past him, that's just too good that's my personal I agree I think I actually think while this is a really nice race it really
1: lacks depth Um, after Red Can Man now as well I think Valoroy obviously a clear second pick match really well Real Wheeler on for whiting it's foolproof it just runs the same race time after time after time I ran
0: second to Valoroy King, yep. a closing second to Velvet King in this race last year. Amasinus was just as
1: good as Valor yeah. Um Respect. You've got to start giving it the respect it deserves, me in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, Captain Chaos was huge, like Chris going on, like the rise to 1400. Felt with an unimpeded passage, it was just as good as those two as well. Yep. You're just going to give those two probably too much field position.
0: With with the, what, with the, at the, the at weight, weight as well, you know what I mean? So Yeah, players. well,
1: there's, there's, obviously it's the same weights from the Roma Cup, but it's,
0: yeah, I, I think. But you know what I mean, like making that much ground up yeah uh, sorry with yeah. with that at level weights yep, 100%. There, yeah
1: 100% 100%, especially with the tracks we've been getting recently. So it's hard to go much further than that. There's lots of horses I think. I think Tellin' Come and always runs nice, one's fresh, but I don't think this is obviously the, the right setup. Nero Dio was good, but the 14, I thought it was a question at 1,200. It's always been about a 1,000-meter horse, so 1,400, it's going to be hard to have. Notorious One needs a strong left-handed whip rider, I think. I think Sean O'Donnelly got off and he sort of thought it was a real – I don't think he – I think Notorious One isn't a horse that you can let steer you around, you've got to steer it around. And I think Sean wasn't – uh, maybe maybe the horse isn't going that well as well but it wasn't sort of aggressive enough because it's it's the one up to the 14 then the 16, they could come out and run a race I tell you what, I if, if Clint goes on in a coming start and Torius won, I'd be um, I wouldn't mind speculating at a price but not here and as I said, there's not much else, God has chosen it'll be the the point of difference runner um, some people will be happy saying well let's let's have a pop at the horse, everyone was tipping for the railway, mm-hmm. um, but geez this is a big ask at Wait for age.
0: Uh, it is a big ask and I implore the connections to have a look at this this is if you're trying to um, plan a railway stakes assault you don't want to be winning these races this is as a night as running as a hole, running a hole? 8. it just depends 7. who who wins like you your your level weights against Bella road who's 112 <laughs> dig deep redcam man who's 108 dig deep. that well, Va- Massimo is even 107 um you're you are you're really walking a fine line here. The the art to winning the railway, which Bob Peters has shown time and time again, is that you come in low, you get in on the minimum, and then you're the you're the horse with timing and form at that, that yep. moment, and that's how you win a railway. If you're gonna win a Belmont sprint or a high period or a strict For one, hundred and nine grand. Yep, it's and, and and this could be the difference between winning and losing a railway. So just I'd have a chat to the handicappers and get a bit of a ball ballpark figure about what the potential re rating for a horse like God has chosen would be. Um, because I think this it's i good for I, us I'm, to watch. I'm not.
1: Yeah, it's, it's good for us to watch, but it's just, I i agree, this is
0: hard. horrid. It's, 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 yeah. Insane. It's
1: not. You'd always tip it out, wouldn't you? And then bring it back. And because you're a 90 raider, so mm-hmm. you win one of those lead ups and you sort of build it into the railway. You know what
0: yeah, I mean? Yeah. I agree. He he can, he can. He can if win, there's no races around, we don't, don't race it. He again. can win an Asian bow, he can win yep. an RJ Peters, he can work his way into a railway in that regard, win a Northern Cup. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just very wary about um, a 90 raider at weight for age and the potential ratings implications. Um, One horse, The Who, I'm sort of, I'm thinking just with the way that things have gone recently and the draw and the quality, who I wouldn't be surprised to see a match to run a really big race on Saturday, is number four, Platoon platoon is a class animal pontiff on from gate one flies fresh uh don't be surprised to see platoon making a run at them late but um but as far as i'm concerned i think it's a uh, red cam man um up on top of the speed deserves to be the favorite Ballot road the big danger for me Yep. Red cam, man. I'm about 210,
1: as I said. Um, tell you what, it's a really one thing I do like about I don't think Dig Deep's come back as well. That's my personal opinion. I hope I'm wrong. But last year, remember we how good we went at the Belmont Sprint? We were awesome. huge. Fourth, we yeah. were huge. So um, at first up, we we – First up over the 14th, it's our type of – we've always run really well. I went back through and I – I reckon
0: you're going to be in a good
1: spot mate, I think we'll be – I think we met really nicely. Obviously, Carberry's the, the man at the minute. Um, yeah, actually, I, I'd, I'd be tickled pink if we can just come back. If we run top five, I'd be so happy just to just to see us back and then we can target a, a probably a more winnable race like a Hannans or something um, later in the year. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited about, uh, about the return of the Champ. A bit under my price at the moment.
0: What about um, last one? Number one, Rostropovich was one of our mastermind questions having its first start for Luke Fernie. Uh, Irish horse with Aidan O'Brien, won several feature races over before it targeted a Melbourne Cup. It's been to Tin uh, it's been back with uh, Hayes, Dabinig, Hayes, J D Hayes, Dabernig, again, it's been all over the shop. Now it's made its way over to Western Australia and be racing and, uh, for Luke Fernie and uh, Kim Doak and Andrew Inglis in the, uh, in the hot pink with the black leopard print color what uh any insight into the rostral privilege situation uh
1: know? not a huge amount yeah, if it finishes within five lengths of an old swim to rotten nest naked, naked <laughs> it's just gee whiz not for me <laughs>
0: all right on that note
1: i should have said if it wins maybe. <laughs> let's go with if it wins <laughs> i will actually do that so you can hold me to that luke. <laughs> luke would like luke would like to see that too uh, sure.
0: unbelievable
1: ah uh, all right bj it is now time for the material witna sorry the get out steaks S T E A K S
0: brought to us by who Market City Meats of course the largest retail butcher shop in Perth Located at the Canning Belt Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt and his team, uh, terrific operators there at Market City Meets. So if you do happen to uh, walk in the doors there, let them know that you're uh, a 1 1 faithful and part of the 1 1 team, and they'll they will uh, they'll look after you. Timmy has uh, featherweight and he has a runner in the first at Broom on Sunday as well in Warpipes. So good luck to Timmy um great supporter of, of racing and uh, his involvement there with the Morton racing stables but uh just on last week's get out Stakes, big congratulations to sean hamilton flying under the radar this guy sean has won three get out Stakes now uh he was nearest the pin with his uh, rockinori uh selection and um he got the chocolates there with uh last saturday that's three get out Stakes for sean congratulations enjoy that gourmet beef package from market city meats uh, well done, Sean. And now to enter this week's Get Out Stakes Race 10 at Belmont on Sunday, Let us know who you think will win and a decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred, at the 1-1 one one pod on Twitter. And, of course, we can never, ever forget Sam White. Terry? First in best. Dressed. First in best dressed. Okay, so race ten is the Crown Perth Handicap. So this is run at four fifty, which gives us ample time to stroll across the uh, overpass there and make our way up to the stadium in time for what bounce down West Coast Eagles versus Western Bulldogs. But let's see if we can leave Belmont on a winning note. And I'll throw to the Guru to get, us out, get <laughs> you, us out. You don't reckon there'll be a winning
1: note at the stadium? <laughs> or?
0: Uh, that might be our, if we can find the winner of the last. It might be our last win for the. It uh, is.
1: Uh, I didn't. Yeah. With the team on paper, 10 bucks at home against the doggies. This is us, surely. Um, if, if,
0: if the bond doesn't make the, uh, the 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 plane ride across, that might help our towns right. a bit. Yeah, so. I think we'd need probably a few more <laughs> players Luke Beveridge could probably
1: <laughs> take the hit outs and that'd probably still be at us. Um, look, sneaky chances, the dead obvious. Um, yeah. Maps a winner, looks a winner. That's just just not my price for a, for a horse off a little fresh nut. $250 now, 240, t- $240, 250 um yeah it's just it's just a little bit below my price so they were really accurate in what they said pre-race. We don't know if we we'll get the twelve hundred. Took the back across statement. Um, I'd love to talk to the person. I'd like to speak to here is is Lockie or Britt or Jim and say, how do you compare Traverne as a horse to Cross Statement? Because mm. I think I think it'll be Traverne in the breeze outside of Olga Louisa. Charger will look to charge, but it misses kicks and it can just put itself did, back did in the ruck. Did
0: imprudent jump the other day, or did it work its way to the breeze? I'm just trying to remember. Uh, the breeze outside. Bit of, of both. Of no bit outside, of yeah,
1: a yeah, bit of both. I think. Traverne's pretty quick. I think Traverne will land yeah. outside Olga. Yeah. Um, Traverne's a nice horse, actually. It's just, uh, it's just never had to do it from the breeze. All of its winds have been on a rail. Yeah. And that's a different sort of kettle of fish. But, um, yeah, these Taylor runners when there. And it's had I think the second trial was because it drew wide. Um, so instead of running, they tried. Totally so I think it'll be ready to go here. So I think Traverne can run a bit of a race from the breeze. A little bit above my price there. But um, I do expect Sneaky Chance to be hard to beat. But I'm sort of about three bucks, so – 250's not going to get me as much. Uh, what was I? 11, 12, material witness. Captain Kink is one that can run a race. If mm. you're looking for a, a man, E always is a point of difference. I just don't think at this stage of its career, it's a three or four, four back the fence, 60 kilos, thousand metre horse. I think it's showing you can get a little bit further. Um, ATM if the middle of the track's playing well, which there's yeah. a big chance it won't. It's going super, but can it give weight and track position a sneaky chance? I kind of like state of power. Brave. Um yeah, state of power just, just gets back, and it goes all right. I just, I, yeah, I, I think sneaky chance, all things being equal, is, is the one to beat. Do you, you think of sneaky chance three is three-odd form is better than state of power? How come none of mine are over the odds? I'm trying to figure out what I've done here. Oh, I've got Traverne just below five bucks. Yeah, well, I don't like that yeah I don't trust my market there are you sure? <laughs> uh look I think sneaky chance I thought uh, the state- Trevor Andrews is training winner after winner at the moment. he's going good Trevor which is- I think six of his last 13 uh, I've written yeah six from his last 13 have been winners mm. how's that okay so so I'm I'm gonna wait and see how the how the decks playing out like I, I it wouldn't surprise me if I'm on something wild here like a Captain King and Knight Voyage both at 60 to 1 late or something, you know. And yeah. Just basically give some money away before I give my membership away. I don't actually have a membership deals. Um, but, look, at the end of the day, I'm $4.50 Traverne it says here. It's $7. I don't know how I got to four fifty, But, anyway, so it's Travern for me. It's <laughs> that simple really, isn't
0: it? <laughs> uh, I'm so power. I, yep. thought, I thought some of its closing splits last prep were excellent, um, has – Spin the Knife, um, won against the Older Horses with Sean McGrady on board. It's won won twice at the Belmont Thousand. Good medallon form and I know that um, Sneaky Chance did beat home medallon at uh, Ascot two starts back for that that horse, but I just think that was maybe end of prep for medallon. I feel like their form is kind of similar, sneaky chance and state of power. And at the moment you've got 245 sneaky chance versus 550 state of power. So that being the case, um, keep an eye out for writing, for a potential writing change there, state of power, but that's the way I'm gonna go in the last, in the get out. And um, as I always like to do, because I'm an absolute sucker of this horse, I'll definitely be having a dollar on material witness just in case.
1: Well, one thing I will say about Material Witness is that uh, it's been freshened up on purpose. Because yep. it does its best racing fresh, so not much has been done with it in the meantime. And last start, Sneaky Chance did sprint away from us a little bit late, but watch how much we just fought and pulled in a race. It was meant to go be run quick and end up being a, a, a walkathon. So. Bit of sting out of the ground. Um, bit of speed on here. There should be a three-wide line. Um, yeah, I, I think I think it can win. Yeah, I think it can win. I, I think that's how I'm going to because nothing grabs me. I'm going to attack this race as an owner. I'll probably take the last two as an owner, to be honest, unless I get a red can man price. And sometimes it's nice just to so just be a, a
0: advocate. No dig up. deep. Yep. Material witness. Okay. I would have thrown it to Saturday
1: sinner but it's <laughs> it's it's got a bit of a cold at the moment on Sunday, so it's not <laughs> running. Unfortunately, Nick, Nick character Pilotti, but um, yeah, good stuff.
0: All right, let's take a break. Best bets, Maddie's and later after this. Okay, listeners, we are back with our Betfair best betting propositions for Balance Sprint Day. Terry, what's your Betfair best? Uh, I went into this looking at uh,
1: the Velvet Queen, if I got the price, but the price isn't there. Um, I think I got. Hammered last week when I made it its array day and it returned with a cold. That was like, not its array day, um, hardly ever. Well, they both did. They both returned with mucus. mucus. So I think that was a sign. Don't make even money pops your best. No one cares less. Uh, bold success is my best bet. I'm $3.30. It's double that. And I reckon I'm going to be brave and, and wait for the late price. I reckon I'll, um, I'm hoping there's money for yours.
0: New Had, bit of new Had bravery required. I don't think new Had will get the 2100, but yeah. <laughs> A little bravery required. A bit it's, of it, bravery. It's, every
1: time I do that, though, they jump $4.50 and I crack the shit or they jump half the price and I crack it. So they have <laughs> twice as much on. Don't do that. Don't
0: do that. All right. My bet for best is race four, number five, Billy Ray. Yeah, um, good. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh I like that. Billy get, Ray. You can get five fifty. I reckon this is his race. Just, that was your
1: money on debut into the dollar twenty six, wasn't
0: it? <laughs> I'll probably probably a multi or something like that. But no, I just think the difference between it and Gun Metal grey is, is a bit of, is like gunmetal gray three forty, three twenty versus Billy Ray at five dollars five fifty. I would have thought that'd be I might have Basically the same. Yep. So Billy Ray for me, I reckon that's his day bit of answer. reliability in that yep. yard compared to one that's chasing
1: a win, first right. win
0: for a while. Who's your Maddie?
1: Uh, uh, uh I'm going to do a bit of a U here and throw one out that I barely even discussed. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say multi-baby blues and glamour packed at 100 to 1. I will say that as well. But uh, we've got Night Voyage in the last. You know it's just that type of horse Night Voyage <laughs> is? That, and I love Tash Faithful at the moment. Yeah. Um, so I, it's 31 bucks at the moment. It'll jump 300 to $1. So I'll have something small, Night Voyage, in the last
0: my Maddie is in the big race, the Belmont Sprint. I'm going to uh, make number four, Platoon, $34. My Maddie, class horse, Pontiff, coming off a of treble, gate one, anything good up in there for, uh, for the Pont and Platoon uh, can go enormous fresh. So I think the $34 compared lining up against some of the other horses around a similar pl- price, I reckon that's about right.
1: Very good. And your lay of the day?
0: Uh, there's a couple here that I sort of uh, are a bit under my price, but I – I don't know whether I'll be taking 360, success play, so I think that's my lay for the day.
1: Yeah, I'd like to find one I definitely think will not win. Uh, Blow me out about considerably under my price after a good win, so blow me out. Um, Just a few others of note that are well under my price are Piccola, Piccola, the Admiral, uh, top of the pops in Mm -hmm. the first. Um, But, yeah, I think they're all winning chances, but they're all well under my price.
0: Okay. That's our Belmont Sprint Day preview done, Terry. Uh, yeah, no, I
1: enjoyed that one. It was uh, always a good day Belmont Sprint Day. 10 race card 11 at Kalgoorlie, see 6 I, at Broome. See at you out there? What's well, that, 27 races. Yes, I'll uh, I'll be out there. Um, get out there and, and watch the champ win, and then we'll see how Dig Deep goes. The champ was yeah. <laughs> Uh, But, no, excited about it. I've been to the races in ages. Yeah, the revival. So, man. yeah, looking forward to getting out there, and we'll see you. And uh, Isabel, mm-hmm. coming along, so... Family affair, Belmont
0: Sprint Day. Why not? Mm. Yeah. So, and then, um, yeah, just looking for some competitiveness from the uh, mighty West Coasters Saturday night. That'd be handy. Yeah, that
1: that would be handy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think there's a lot in our favour for a ray of sunshine. Yeah, a little ray
1: of sunshine. Mm. That'd be nice. That'd be nice, especially after the Eagles' colours win race seven.
0: Yeah. Didn't think about that. Yeah. Have the all up. Hang on. Yeah. Hold (laughs) on. (laughs) Hang on.
1: Eagles are shortened drastically when Bold Success wins by three. Yeah, been, they'll
0: come in from seventeen to fifteen. Oh
1: it's still still <laughs> unders. Uh, thank you to Liam Peters for joining us. Uh, yeah. Cracking lad, yeah, cracking lad. lad. Really good chat. Really good insight into the business. Thank you to Timmy Gee for coming. I think we're going to, to be master. hearing a
0: lot more from Liam yeah. Peters. Um, yeah. Uh, Shut
1: up, lad. So I look forward to catching up with him at the track in the not too distant. But until next week on the One One.